0: Hello there. Hey, man. How are you? Good, how are you? Uh, not bad.
1: I tried <laughs> to call you about three minutes ago.
0: Oh, did you? Yeah, I'm sorry, I was downstairs mm-hmm. making myself a cup of coffee.
1: Oh, yum. Oh, man, if I drank a Coke right now, uh-huh. I'd be up till three in the morning. Oh, really? Yeah.
0: Caffeine well, has that, af- that effect on you?
1: It does sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't. Uh So... More often than not, I try to avoid drinking caffeinated stuff in the evening.
0: Yeah, I've got ADHD, so it's a a relaxant for me.
2: Hmm, well,
0: if it works for you, that's great. It's self-diagnosed ADHD. It's not real. Uh, but they say, you know. It's
1: ADHD.
0: Right. <laughs> you give stimulants to kids that have uh, attention deficit hyperactive disorder, and it has the opposite effect of what you would expect. Give them an upper, it calms them down. It's like, maybe it's like it pushes it. I've oh, had that happen to me. Yeah, it's like pushes it over a certain limit, and it has the opposite effect of, Because if you're already hyped up, then you're given a stimulant. It's like somehow flips a switch.
1: Right. I've had that work on me at times. Yeah? Yeah. When I used to engage in recreational...
0: Chemicals?
1: um, Things. Yeah, okay. Let's use that word. Recreational (laughs) chemicals. Sure. Recreational medication.
0: Yes. Magic dust.
1: (laughs) I don't know what magic dust is. I don't know. I didn't do PCP, man.
0: No, that's angel dust.
1: Oh, okay, that's right. <laughs> Magic dust. Yeah, It's glitter. I I do glitter all the time. Oh,
0: yeah. Well, <laughs> glitter. <laughs> that's so sweet.
1: Yeah. Why Why hasn't somebody invented some kind of a drug that has glitter in it?
0: Hmm. You well, know, I'm, I'm sure you for could gaze. <laughs> of course, <laughs> I'm sure you can. You can add glitter to poppers if you like. I don't know.
1: Hmm. Possibly.
0: Uh, it would have surprising.
1: Zir- somebody has them.
0: Yeah, well, they may have, but it has zero effect on the effects of the drug. It just makes it more festive, right. way more right. festive yeah. indeed. Yeah. Maybe there's
1: a some sort of a, somebody's put some sort of acid on a on a glittery piece of paper or something.
0: Right. Yeah, glitter acid instead of black yeah, acid. Glassed. <laughs> <laughs> I've never had any experience with um, acid, LSD. I guess I was I was born too late. You know, huh. that was very interesting. it co- was very commonplace in the sixties and seventies. Just it all depends on who you were hanging out with back in the day. I'm sure everything yeah. was accessible and everything. Yeah,
1: right. Just uh, I'll just know. say that I've never stuck a needle in my arm and. Oh, you can extrapolate no. everything else from there <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay you experimented heavily just uh never rode the white horse so that's probably a good thing
1: right yeah yeah or uh, any kind of any kind of injectable right and i don't know that i've i've uh, see i also have this thing where um i don't know if i've done acid or if somebody told me a story about when they did acid and i've incorporated it into my mind as when i did ass <laughs> not acid mushrooms i'm sorry mushrooms oh okay I've, i don't yeah. know if i if i did mushrooms once or if somebody told me a story about when they did mushrooms and somewhere in my drug addled mind i adopted <laughs> it as my own story oh wow <laughs> i just can't remember yeah
0: that could happen yeah but uh the fact that you you you're unsure Maybe proof positive that you actually have done mushrooms.
1: I I think I think so. I think <laughs> I did once, but I don't know. Yeah. If I did, if I did, instead of making mushroom tea, we made mushroom kool-aid
0: Wow! Oh, to help because uh, kill the horrifying flavor of uh of the mushroom. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: Because it's very bitter. From bitter, uh, mushroom tea can be very bitter. I've been told.
0: Yes. Do you – was that when you and I were doing Lube TV together? We showed the short film about the guy who drank all all that mushroom tea and had a friend of his uh, videotape it?
1: Yes. I was possessed by God, I think is what that's called.
0: I believe you're right. Yes. Right. Oh, I can't
1: think of the name of the guy who made that film and is the main guy in that short film. Oh, yeah? I bet it's online. I'll have to look for it. Probably. It is... If you I can't I remember wait. when I saw... Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can look I it remember up. I, uh, <laughs> I remember when I saw that at a film festival, and oh. I was just enraptured. I was like, this is the greatest short film I've ever seen in my life. It's really... It's really just an interesting, weird, almost, it's really a documentary. It is. One day, when he, uh, this guy's already kind of a nutty, interesting guy, actor. He's in Waking Life, and, um that actor has a small role in Waking Life and oh, um right he's made other short films he made a short film where he recorded himself every day i think from 2001 2000 january 1 2000 to january 1 2001 it may have been 99 to 2000 i can't remember wow but he was like that was like and i saw that short film as well and um It maybe had been about an hour long or so, and he was like one of the first people to ever kind of do that. I know that sounds really like something everybody does now, but it was really the first time I ever heard of anybody recording themselves every day for a little bit.
0: Oh, just for a little bit. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, and then turning it into a film. Right. Um, Okay. First name is Zamidi, I believe.
0: Oh, that yeah, that definitely rings a bell. Okay, I found it here. Kaveh Zahidi. Kaveh Zahidi. Kave yeah, that. Yeah. Yes. says, On Valentine's Day 1993, Kaveh Zahidi decided to ingest five grams, a very large dose, of hallucinogenic mushrooms. For the first time in his mushroom-taking history, he had an experience of seafool summary. And... <laughs> <laughs> but as I recall, I remember the story as that he had done it before but did not record it and decided to try to duplicate the experience and maybe it didn't turn out exactly like the previous experience but it was still pretty weird and wild It was
1: still yeah that that sounds reasonably Correct. Yeah, I would. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm almost positive he definitely says that he's done. He's done mushrooms before, um, mm-hmm. so I know that is something he says. Now, uh, whether what the what the outcome of doing it this time where he films it is compared to his uh, other experiences, I don't remember if he discusses that or not. Right. My favorite part mm-hmm. of the whole movie is when he's really tripping balls. Yeah, he just. Keeps repeating for a while. Pier Paolo Pasolini over and over. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps saying Pasolini's full name over and over for some reason. And it's, and I'm like, oh, I've been that high before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: that's so that's so funny because it's been so long since I've seen that. You know, it's been over ten years at least since I've seen that. But yeah, that that definitely you triggered uh a memory in my mind by yeah mentioning that that's so weird i just remembered he was const- yeah. he was constantly so he was constantly grabbing the camera and looking into it and i just remember his bug Grabbing eyes. the
1: microphone they had like someone was there holding a kind of a boom mic and he kept grabbing at yeah. that too and scratching it and stuff right. yeah yeah
0: all i just remember is, a- is giant teeth and bug eyes
1: yeah, he's an odd-looking person to begin with. Well, yeah. um but not you know not unattractive, just kind of odd. Right. Um. And and uh. So uh, yeah, I wonder what he's up to. I I need to get on online and see what I can find out if he's done anything recently because around that time, around the early 2000s, he was really kind of well known as a short filmmaker and an experimental short filmmaker that was getting attention.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it would be interesting to follow up on people from that we exhibited on past episodes of Lube TV. You know? Yeah,
1: I like it when it's organic like that. That just kind of came
0: up yeah. from so, our discussion. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, oh, okay, because we were talking about um, hallucinogenic Mushroom. mushrooms. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Yeah. Don't I do guess, this at home, kids. Right. Yeah, I mean, because uh, uh, to be perfectly honest, my experimentation with hallucinogenics or drugs in general is very very limited. Uh, yeah, I wasn't as experimental yeah. as you, Lodger.
1: Yeah, you were a good boy.
0: Well, I was just I was just a small town Lagrange boy, you know, alcohol and pot were probably the extent of uh, any dabbling that I did back in those days. Yeah. And in college I mean, I mean you
1: know. yeah, I guess I, you know, once I once I started doing smoking marijuana, Mm -hmm. I, you know, I was interested in other things. Right. I tried this and that.
0: Yeah. Granted, I'm sure in social circles, if certain substances had been available, I I probably would not have turned things down. But it's all about opportunity, isn't it?
1: Well, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, desire, I don't know if desire is the right word, but interest or whatever has to be part of it, too. You have to kind of want to experience it yeah I guess that's true you know I mean they always talk about how marijuana is a gateway drug and uh I suppose it is to for some people I don't think that it's a naturally naturally a gateway drug I think you know someone is interested in doing uh, things that alter their mind like marijuana and and liquor then they're probably going to be interested in trying some other things, too, to see what the effect is.
0: Sure. That's very possible.
1: Nothing was better for me than codeine and alcohol, man.
0: Oh, really? Codeine and alcohol? Oh, well... Wow,
1: and I say nothing was better. I mean, I don't think anything ever got me more messed up than that in a way where uh-huh. you didn't want to be around me. I was a horrible person.
0: <laughs> okay. Horrible in what way?
1: Oh, I would be like, Brutally... you
0: don't know
1: me. You uh... think you know me, but you don't know me. You uh... don't know what I'm about. Right. And just a you know a, an obnoxious person. Right. And just... then the next day, I wouldn't <laughs> want to get out of bed. I'd be like, oh, my God. It hurt to just... <laughs>
0: Right. Awake. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> that's definitely the guy at the party that you want to get away from. <laughs>
1: right. I had I had really good friends that put up with me. Yeah. And so I think yeah. part of me was trying to test that friendship. Do they really like me? Will they really like me if I'm just an asshole? Yeah, well because yeah. you don't know me. Oh, you think you
0: know me. Well, that's I true. i got secrets man. <laughs> right. But if, you know, somebody's mm-hmm. your if somebody's your friend and they behave that way at a party, that's not going to ruin a friendship. But if it's a random person at a party, then yeah, that's yeah, that's get the fuck away as fast right. as possible. But yeah, if they're your friend, you're yeah. gonna, you're going to say, "Well, you know, I don't know you, but i'm you're my friend, and I like you, and I love you and anyway <laughs> it, it it eventually comes around to that yeah, a- of
1: course after the after the big you could say that, but you don't really like me,
0: nobody <laughs> likes me <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah,
1: fun. oh my God, I'm annoyed with myself already
0: <laughs> no problems hey man there's a <laughs> there's an organism. Here in the podcast room, right now as we speak, a new you didn't org-
1: get that new kitty already, did you?
0: Yeah, we did.
1: Yep, Sierra you got it already.
0: Sierra brought it home. I thought yeah. you
1: had like a week. I, I
0: thought think, you had
1: like a week before you had to take on that responsibility.
0: I think it was up to a week, depending upon how the uh, animal reacted to uh, being fixed.
1: Fixed. Oh, he's broken. Did they fix it already? Yeah. Fix it already. Yeah, because that kitten is young, isn't it?
0: Yeah, it's tiny. I didn't realize that they could neuter a, a male cat that young, but seems to be doing pretty well. I mean, it's pretty active already uh, right no, now. He probably
1: doesn't know what he's missing anyway. So,
0: well, that's true, and never will, I guess. Hopefully. <laughs> so, so she
1: brought him home tonight, huh?
0: Indeed, it's a male cat. Well, it was a male cat, and <laughs> we haven't we haven't decided on a name yet. So it's either well,
1: now it's a, a a gender fluid cat.
0: Well, yeah, that's true. Uh, <laughs> that's <laughs> funny. That's exactly what my mom said, not in so many words, but <laughs> she, she she said you can call it anything you want to. Now I'm like, yeah. I <laughs> but, uh, so I don't know. It might it it'll be either be Cooper or Walter.
1: Oh, I like Cooper, of course. But yeah. And I don't hate Walter, except I would you'd you'd want to call him Wally. <laughs> yeah, and I I don't like with the
0: name Wally. Right, me either. But you know why we'd be well, we were either going to call it Mathow or Walter because it has uh, ah yeah. because it has lots of ear hair
2: <laughs> just like <laughs>
1: just like Walter Mathow just like
0: Walter Mathow yes in his later years I don't think he always had yes. ear hair. Yeah,
1: you know, like the first the first thing I ever saw Walter Matthau in is uh, mm-hmm. um, the good the Sunshine Boys. Oh, really? Have you Seen the Sunshine Boys? Yeah. Oh,
0: God, probably, but psh, it was probably right around the time it came out or shortly thereafter. So I, I don't remember yeah. a damn thing about I it. I
1: saw it at the uh, I saw it in the theater when I was a kid, and uh, a bunch of old I, men. I don't
0: know a bunch of old men it's rob a bank.
1: Jo- no, no. Uh, Sunshine Boys is him and George. Him, George, him and George Burns and Walter Matthau—they are old vaudeville actors, okay. and they hate each other. They haven't seen each other for several years, hmm. and they're both getting older. And some—I believe it's a TV show—wants them to wants to do like a salute to vaudeville and wants them to come on and do one of their old uh, skits. Okay. And so the, they meet, trying to. To rehearse and the, and they don't like each other and and it's a Neil Simon thing. It's a Neil Simon play is how it uh, started
0: actually. Okay. Hmm.
1: And I just remember there's a thing where they're doing a sketch. It's a doctor and George Burns knocks on the door and um Walter Matthau was supposed to be playing the doctor and and so George Burns knocks on the door and Matthau goes into in <laughs> <laughs> his loud Wal- Walter Matthau weird voice. Right. And yes. And then there there's a whole thing about how and then Burns is like, "Why are you saying enter? You never said enter. We've done this sketch for 40 years. You never said in, uh enter like that. Why are you saying that? You just say come in and you know, and then they argue for 5 minutes.
0: Uh, okay. The Sunshine Boys Right. Yes. Now I want to see it.
1: It's not a bad it's not a bad play. I don't remember how it ends what what happens mm-hmm. um but it's an it's kind of an interesting thing, you know. They're yeah. good in it. It's yeah. been redone a couple times too for TV, which is not as good. The the Matthew right. Burns one is the best one, of course.
0: George Burns, he not only acted about being in vaudeville, he actually lived it. He really was a vaudevillian back in the day.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah, so
0: he he brought some to the table, man, to the role. Yeah, that's
1: true. He knew what he was doing. Hell yeah. yeah! Some of those old. Have you ever listened to some of the old, or even seen some of the old um, Burns and Allen sketches?
0: Um. Yes, it's been a it's been a while, yeah. but yeah,
1: I for me too. But Gracie Allen was hilarious. Oh yeah, so fucking funny. And I, it's you know George Burns really got lucky to have her as a partner because I've seen a couple things and I can't think of anything in particular right now but I've just seen a couple things with him and her where she's doing her ditzy mm-hmm. blonde thing
0: and yeah. she's freaking hilarious man. Wow, I I remember hearing something about uh, Burns and Allen is that. Originally, their act where he was the funny one and she was the straight guy, and right? That, and it just and it didn't work. And so they that wouldn't s- work, yeah. So they 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 flipped roles and became the huge success that they became.
1: Yeah, I, I haven't heard that but I believe that. I can believe that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's so perfect as a comedian and that character, the Ditsy character that she plays, oh, it's just yeah. she just nails it. It's just funny. Yeah, I, and I can't think of a specific uh, skit or anything that I've seen them do.
0: No, me uh, either.
1: Again, this 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 will send me on a YouTube when I listen to this. It'll send me on a
0: YouTube. Uh, Oh, absolutely.
1: Until I find something of theirs.
0: (laughs) Right. Yeah, she became, she was like an archetype, man. Thousands of comedians have uh, mimicked her over the the decades, to be sure. That's true. That's very true. Yeah. Yeah. All the way up to Will and Grace. What was the actress (laughs) with the squeaky ditzy character in Will and Grace? Yeah, the
1: character of Karen, Megan Mullally. Right. Yeah, that's. I never really thought about it, but yeah, that's she, kind of
0: the same. Hell yeah, she owes a lot to freaking uh, Gracie Burns, Gracie Allen,
1: Gracie Allen, Gracie yeah. Allen yeah, Burns. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I never thought about it, but that. Yeah, that makes perfect
0: logic. Yeah, yeah. we yeah, made some connections. The
1: same kind of character. Yeah.
0: Definitely. So.
1: I'm not really. You know, I was never a huge Will and Grace fan, and I'm not. I think we talked about this already. I'm not that excited that they're coming back.
0: Yeah. It's it's like, yeah, okay. It's kind of like rehashing old stuff, but, you know, whatever. Right. I'm sure they're... watch it. Yeah. I'm sure their diehard fans are just beside themselves that it's come back. So, you know. Oh,
1: yeah, I think so. It's kind of the same for the, the Roseanne reboot that we were talking about.
0: Ah, that's um, true. Yeah.
1: I, you know, I like Roseanne when it was on, and mm-hmm. then it kind of, you know, time went on, and I would watch it, and I it just kind of, I was like, yeah, um, But I'll watch, I want to watch the new one when it comes out and just kind of see what they do.
0: Yeah. It just r- remains to be seen if they can recapture that lightning in a bottle. Right. Yeah, that's... Uh...
1: I mean, I, I think they think, oh, it's, uh, you know, I don't know if the whole era of... Conservatism has made them want to redo these shows, or if it's just random coincidence.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I never thought of thought of it from that angle. Well, I guess Roseanne Barr wants to have you know another platform to make statements about the American conditions. So maybe that's that was a driving force. I yeah. So, good point on your part about, you know, the timing of these uh, reintroductions of these series. Hmm.
1: Yeah, because I'm thinking, was Roseanne in the 90s? I feel like it was in the 90s, but maybe it started in the 80s.
0: Maybe the, yeah, maybe the late 80s. uh, Because
1: I was like, did it start when, because... Part of the time it was on the air, I'm pretty sure Clinton was in office, but maybe when it started Bush was
0: in office. I don't know do not know
1: hmm well hey man mm-hmm. once again, shitload of stuff to talk about yeah, we do uh, um we got an episode of Twin Peaks. we got an episode of Fargo
0: that we do um
1: I have so many notes on Twin Peaks I don't want I don't want to delete any of it because. You never know. I I went back and watched bits and pieces of episode one through four last night after episode five. Good. Not before, but after. I went back and rewatched some of the scenes in episodes one through four, and there was a lot of little things that I missed.
0: Oh, okay. That
1: I... The, yeah that i um you know i added to the notes that i had for example one thing just to, because i see it here randomly yeah. when cooper comes in and he ki- you know he he sees the the principal who committed murder that's in jail pa- played by matthew lillard yes at the beginning of episode two cooper goes into her house she comes home cooper's there
0: and bad she, cooper she yeah.
1: uh, Bad Cooper, yeah. And he says, you follow human nature well, I think is what he says to her. Right. Then he tells her that he killed – he has a gun, and he said, this is George's gun, and then he kills her. And George is the lawyer that she's been having an affair with that's representing her husband. Yes, so she, so I did not know I did not snap to that.
0: Oh, okay. The first
1: time I watched it yeah. who George was.
0: Yeah, there are um, a lot and, of details like that. That's true. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then I watched that Vegas that scene set in Vegas with a guy who tells the younger guy don't ever get yourself in in a position where like me where you know apparently he's doing something for for Bad Cooper or something. Yeah. Um And that character was Mr. Todd, and the young kind of associate of his was Roger. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes names come back up, and you're like, oh, shit, who are they talking about?
0: Oh, yeah. We
1: haven't even started the show, and I'm already talking about Peaks, man. No, I know, And also last night (laughs) night was Fear the Walking Dead, and Talking Dead came back, and... Oh,
0: yeah, exactly. Shit, almost forgot about that. Yeah, well... We'll get into lots, that lots when, we, when we get into that, right? I don't want to don't want to start talking about it just yet. Yeah, so. me too. Right.
1: Plus, people who died. This is really the the beginning of the show where we talk about what we're going to talk about on the show. We got people who died. We do. We you and I did a lot of things this past weekend together, hanging out.
0: Oh, that's right. Yeah. How can I forget that? Some uh, um, yeah, a major purchase on your part.
1: Yeah, that I'm not so excited about talking about. I mean, it's cool. I bought a new car. That's cool. But we went <laughs> okay. to cool places. We went to we went to a place that we've ne- that I've never been before and had lunch. Mm-hmm. And then we went to a couple other places on Sunday. And so lots to talk about, man.
0: Yeah, exactly. Shall we uh, attempt to kick this puppy off then?
1: <laughs> Shall we attempt to to. Uh, Neuter this cat and get it going. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm are you working on? Are you trying to find the uh, the intro copy?
0: Yes, I am indeed. <laughs> I may just recycle one. Here we go. Yeah,
1: that's, that's good. That's what I did last week, pretty much. Right. Hey, right. While you're doing that, I I will say that. Um, uh-huh. Oh, ahead. are you ready?
0: Okay. No, All it's right.
1: just I was just going to kill time.
0: All right. Okay. Well, let's okay. instead of killing time, let's go ahead and kick this puppy off. In. All right. Three, two, one. Keeping podcasts weird from the live music capital of the world, Austin, Texas, the city that brought you Moon Towers. Sean Colvin, J. Frank Doby, the Flame Trick Subs, Jim Hightower, Turk Pipkin, Zilker Park, and the world's largest urban population of Mexican free-tailed bats, it's A Slippery Slope, the podcast with the dazed and confused Mark Browner and Lodger. Nailed it on the third try. Hell Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> tripping over hey, the man. tongue, tripping over the tongue, tongue tripping. Tongue Hell yeah. tri-
1: we were just talking about tripping, and here we are again. Yeah, this is uh, the tripping episode of yeah. a Slippery Slope.
0: <laughs> yeah, I would think we're so.
1: Tripping down the slippery slope. Yep. well, hey, man,
0: uh huh, how are let you? Let me ask
1: you this. Yeah, hey, I'm good. Great, I'm good. I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to talk about this Kathy, uh, Kathy Griffin bullshit at all? Uh, you want to talk about the Alamo Wonder Woman screening shit?
0: Uh, we can talk about all of that. So uh, okay, does any one of those put a B in your bonnet? I know. Uh, uh, you know. You know. People have been discussing it ad nauseum uh, online and on yeah. TV and etc. But uh, I'd like to hear your take on it.
2: Uh,
1: which one or both? Well, you uh, know the Kathy Griffin, <laughs> the yeah, Kathy
0: Griffin thing. Go with that
1: one. has been has been. I'm just on her side. That's all. You know, okay. comedians can do whatever they want. People, actually, it's America. We have free speech. People can say whatever they want. Um,
0: Agreed. So I don't. I don't.
1: We talked you know. about that and last I,
0: episode about. Uh, yeah. People can say what they want, but you know, sometimes there's there's a social price to pay, though, with oh, yeah. with free speech, and unfortunately, that has definitely occurred to uh, Kathy Griffin. Well, more well, so I think than she that. should
1: have never apologized. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Hmm? Yeah, I know. She, she ended up getting fired from a a gig that she does every year, the some sort of a just
1: on parade New Year's Eve on CNN with with that's uh the, yeah, uh, um, um at Times Square with Anderson Cooper. Right. Um which I never watched. I mean, anyone that likes anyone that's into those two is usually out partying, so
0: <laughs> yeah, I would think so. Seems, you know, so. seems
1: like a a waste of talent. Um uh I'd agree uh, yeah, with that. Yeah, I just I, I just uh, I thought she I think something happened. I think either the Secret Service knocked on her door or or worse, or I'm sure she got death threats from Trump people. Um, yeah. You know, people who support Trump, um, I won't call them the name. I call them online. Um, so I'm sure <laughs> she, she looked really haggard that first video she made apologizing, like she hadn't been up all night.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I, I just was like, yeah, you know, she, I th- I feel like she felt threatened to the point where she had to apologize. Um, True. and so, you know, I uh, I'm like, yeah, I wish she hadn't apologized, but yeah, it's true. I mean it is it's what it is.
0: Right. If you're gonna make a bold social commentary, you need to stick to your guns and um, you know, own it and not, you know, not yeah. not backslide. So Right. But yeah, we don't know what pressure was put on her and okay, granted, if she had made actual death threats or something to Trump, yeah, Secret Service has the right to get involved because that's, you know, a direct threat. But you know, artistic endeavors, where all it is was a photograph taken of a bloody head, and it didn't say anything other than An the, the photograph.
1: fake bloody head, yeah. Right.
0: Uh, yeah. So, it could have gone either way, but... Uh, and Trump, oh, my son
1: is so traumatized. What mm-hmm. a... Okay, I'll stop. I'll stop. Mm. I'm not... Yeah. i <laughs>
0: I just think uh, it's.
1: I think it's sad that she apologized, and I feel like the only reason she did was she felt she was she felt threatened and had to. Right. And um, um. So,
0: how come Ted Nugent didn't feel threatened after he made death threats to President Obama? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He should have. Where was his? uh, And where was the the
1: Secret Service then?
0: Right. Where was the outrage about that? Yeah. Or did the Secret Service go talk to Ted Nugent? Maybe they did. I don't know. I can't remember.
1: I don't I don't think they did. And where were he's a what a piece of crud he is. What a human piece of garbage that guy is. Who, Ted Nugent? Yeah. Yeah. And I love Stranglehold as much as the next guy. (laughs) Uh, When you're tripping balls, Stranglehold is one of the best fucking songs you ever heard. (laughs) But when it comes on the radio now, I turn it because I don't want to think about the douchebag that wrote the song.
0: Right. Well, maybe he was a different person back then and then went crazy in his old age. Who knows?
1: Oh, well, that's definitely part of it. His mind is probably so drug addled. Heaven knows, as if that guy, the moral indignation of a guy who probably fucked every groupie on the bus that he could get on there <laughs> and and fed drugs too. And this is just allegedly allegedly in my own mind. That's how things went when he was on tour. That's uh, probably There's a good no guess proof of that. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying right. in my mind, I can see that happen. So I'm more actually I'm more upset and outraged about the fucking dumb m- penis waving assholes who got uh, upset and offended when the Alamo Drafthouse had to uh, tried to have a screening for women only for Wonder Woman. That just I just got infuriated about that. I mean, how stupid does your penis make you <laughs> that you don't get why women want to have a women only screening of wonder woman
0: right and you know the alamo draft house being a a privately owned company they can do whatever the fuck they want and if they want to have a women-only screening then so be it you know and people getting upset and uh, up in arms over that I, I i think it's a i don't know i think that's a manufactured issue
1: real, oh you should have seen some real, of the comments online yeah idiots who just don't get it right well I, I you know as, as a gay person i can get if they wanted to have a gays only screening of whatever the birdcage which is a movie i don't even like that much uh uh-huh. I, I get i get why gay people would like to be in a theater with other gay people where they don't feel threatened mm-hmm. and watch a fun movie and have a good time just just so we could have a screening where we could relax and be comfortable and not worry about any homophobes in the audience and whatever the fuck they might be thinking. Right. Yeah, I get that's, it. That's that's not hard to extrapolate. Mm-hmm. You know, I get so uh, so this, you know, I get why if if a bunch of guys wanted to have a screening of Fast and Furious where they could just go nutso screaming and yelling and and having a great time watching cars race exactly. or fight club. Dude, right. I never felt more manly than when I walked out of the the screening of Fight Club that I saw. My testosterone was going through the <laughs> roof, man. That of movie course. amps up your testosterone. It's amazing. I right. mean, I was just like ready to get in a fight after I saw. You know, I, you know, I was just like, Wah!
0: of course. And, you know, I can yes. get
1: why a bunch of guys would like watching that movie on their own and not have any chicks there going while they're Mm -hmm. watching it you know
0: right right so
1: i yeah the 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 ignorance of a man who gets upset or even worse is like well fuck it i'm gonna go and they'll just have to throw me out of the theater fuck you you're an idiot
0: yeah
2: that's
0: (sighs) better now (laughs) that's kind of lame but uh, you know some people were acting like no men would be allowed to any screening of wonder woman which is ridiculous. I mean, it's one right. fr- It's one freaking screening, for fuck's sake. Right. So, yeah. you know, it's, it's...
1: And, like, it's a double standard. Like, mm-hmm. if we tried to have a guy's only screening of Star Wars, women would be fine with that. Women don't give a <laughs> fuck. Most women don't want to see Star Wars. And any woman who does can go to the next showing and see it with whoever she wants to see it with. Uh, it's, well, It's exactly. such a... In this day and age, in this country we live in now, with everyone... Feeling free to to get offended over bullshit and, mm-hmm. and turning someone else's – I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. It just makes me mad. It's so obvious to me, and any guy who took the time out of his life to even post online, let alone go to one of the screenings and try and get in – Someone should chop your balls off. You're an idiot. <laughs> Those oh, I guys... guess I still got a little anger going. I'm still, yeah. I'm getting it out, man.
0: <laughs> Those guys were a bunch of snowflakes. Yeah, fucking <laughs> snowflakes wanting to go see a girly movie
1: with a bunch of girls.
0: <laughs> so uh, it... from, from from all I've heard, uh, the critical acclaim of uh, Wonder Woman uh, is, is uh, pretty high. It was like 93% on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, so hey. Good yeah, honesty. it's got
1: and it mm-hmm. it's the um biggest opening most money made in an opening by a female director ever.
0: Yeah, so hey, three cheers. Great stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And I just and we should also cheer the Alamo Draft House mm-hmm. for having the balls <laughs> to have a screening for women only, for yeah. doing what they do all the time, being willing to to go out of their comfort zone and the comfort zone of of their audience to try something different um yeah i hope they got a good a lot of good press out of it and it made a lot of people want to see the movies at their uh at their uh theaters because mm-hmm. you know i love the alamo draft house i know you do too we love the alamo draft house it started here in austin it's a it's an austin institution um tim league is one of the most amazing people i've only met him a couple times and he's just the nicest guy and smart and funny and hmm. um and his wife carrie too and i you know I knew it was the Alamo Draft House. If you're going to have a screening like that, it's going to be at the Alamo. You just know that they're the ones behind it.
0: Yeah. Those guys do so much interesting stuff. They do. Tim Lee, now, didn't you have a... uh... Uh, online debate with him over La La Land. It wasn't really
1: a debate. Uh, he posted okay. something about how it was uh, one of the best movies he's he'd seen in a while, and it was really great, and blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I just posted on there, and I'd only seen the trailer, and I still to this day have only actually seen the trailer. Oh, okay. and the trailer <laughs> just to me just looked like it just looks so fake and phony and typical. Mm. It reminded me of like Silver Silver Linings Playbook, which just looks like written to make you it's manufactured drama, manufactured, uh, emotion and stuff. Okay. And, um, and so I just said, ah, you know, uh, I, I, this doesn't look that good to me, you know, or whatever. I can't uh-huh. remember exactly what I said. And, and right. Tim was like, um, come see it. And if you don't like it, I'll give you your money back. And, uh, you know, which is a really cool thing. And Tim, you know, like yeah. I say, I've talked to him a couple times. He knows me, but we're mm-hmm. not. You know, we're not friends per se or anything like that. Right. And uh, you know, he didn't have and he put that online where anyone could see it too. He didn't have to, you know, do that. Mm-hmm. Um, but he just he felt strongly about the movie. Okay. And 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 I you know, so that's cool. And that he would engage with with you know, anyone he kind of a lot of people friend him on Facebook and because they like the Alamo. And and uh so you know he's not close friends with everyone that's on his Facebook page and so but he you know posted that where anyone pretty much could see.
0: Yeah. Okay. Transparency. That's what the Alamo draft house is all about.
1: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> All right, well, cool. the Alamo Draft House is about having fun, and, and you know what they did was mm-hmm. they took movies and instead of it just being a movie shown on a screen in a theater where you could eat some popcorn, they yeah. turned it into an experience
0: right they started know? they started that whole trend that everybody has jumped on the bandwagon of you know the oh yeah, serv- having food yeah granted he he got uh, the idea from um, the conversation that was had uh, during uh, that movie, um, the Tarantino movie, <laughs> Pulp Fiction, the conversation between Jules and uh, John Travolta's character about having a glass of beer at a movie, uh, etc. Hmm. <laughs> As you recall,
1: I don't. I now is that really literally the impetus for for the Alamo Drafthouse? Well,
0: I mean, they've sh- never
1: heard that story
0: before. A lot of movies they actually show that scene. Uh, from Pulp Fiction, and I don't know, I'm just thinking somewhere subconsciously or maybe consciously, you know, they said, hey, why don't we do that, you know, where people can right, drink beer, and then the conversation went further. Hey, what if we also served food? Hey, that's a great idea, man. People would go to, go to a movie theater like that, and um, <laughs> so that's the, uh, that's the legend, and I'm going to believe it.
1: Okay. Well, I like it. Um <laughs> yeah. and 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 it may have some basis in fact. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Um we'll do some digging. Yeah, I'll we'll do some research and yeah. get back to you on that. How about it? All right. All right. Cool. Okay. Nice. I am um,
1: <laughs> I remember like uh the first well, not the first time, but one of the first times after I moved to Austin that I went to the Alamo Draft House. Mm-hmm. I went and this is when there was only one and it was down on Col- Colorado Street. I went and if you ever went in that theater, and I know you did, um, there was a little there was a little box office downstairs, I believe, mm-hmm. and sometimes they had the box office at, at the. But there was a stairwell you had to walk up that was fairly right. wide, yeah. And then the, there was a landing that was fairly large, and then you kind of turned to the left and walked up a few more stairs, and then you were upstairs where the screening was, Yes. where the screening room was so we went to see uh, me and a friend went to see zombie i believe it was zombie holocaust maybe it was uh maybe it was uh, what's the cannibal zombie movie i can't remember i can't remember what movie it was now but hmm. um we we got our tickets and walked up to and then on that landing on on the stairs they had a a, a live guy Mm -hmm. laying down on a table covered in saran wrap with food all over him (laughs) okay so you could eat so you get and you know for free was included with the screening so you could eat some snacks off the sky, kind of like eating like zombies would you know right it's just the coolest thing ever that i ever saw at a movie theater (laughs) it's like this is so fucking cool and um you know that I, I was—I'd already been to the Alamo a couple times and loved it, but that when i was hooked at that mm. point. I was like, "Oh, this mm. is the greatest! How cool! Who who would you know to go yeah. to all that trouble? You know, it was just—and it was just fun. It just made it fun, yeah."
0: Yeah, I think it Alamo Draft House was and is totally unique, and going to it to see a movie wasn't just going to any theater it was it was an event in and of itself it was just fun to be there you know you felt cool just going to see a movie there
1: right absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. And it was and it's still kind of I still like, you know, they have the there's a location down on 6th Street now called the Alamo Ritz. That is mm-hmm. that is kind of the flagship now, because although there's two screens there, it's their downtown kind mm-hmm. of gritty location, I guess. Uh, um, yeah.
2: And it's kinda. still
1: fun to go see a, a movie there. It just seems more special when you go to that theater to see it because, you know, parking's a hassle and, and uh, you're walking true. down on the street with with all the hobos and shit. But uh, <laughs> Uh, it was uh, the hobos it, and drunks, an ex- right? Yep, that's just part of the experience of going to mm-hmm. see a movie there, you know. So,
0: oh, exactly. You know, you should have should
1: to go again sometime. Yeah,
0: you should have to pay extra for that. You have to, right? Yeah. Win- well, you
1: do if you give the hobo some money. Well, so. that's true. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I almost fell off my stool with that one. Hug. <laughs>
1: But anyway, yeah, I, I'm I'm glad I was able to get the Wonder Woman thing off my chest because that was bugging me. And it's nice to have a, a platform to to release my anger about that.
0: So. Uh,
1: so this weekend, you want to talk about what we did this weekend?
0: Yeah, let's talk about what we did this weekend.
1: Well, I bought a new car. Yes, you and did. It, well, not a new car. I bought a new used car, which was cool. Yeah. Um, but more than that, you went with me to go shopping and then we hung out. Uh, Saturday and about the car, and then we went to lunch uh, with uh, Sierra. We did a, a rather a rather late lunch, and then uh, we did. and uh, then she met us there. So yeah, we... we went to um, Jack Allen's
0: mm-hmm. in, Round, in Rock. Round Rock. We did,
1: and I've never been to Jack Allen's. They have one out in in Oak Hill too that hmm. I've always wanted to go to, which is closer to where I live. Uh, but. Um, it was cool. I mean, after going to the one up north, I'm like, yeah, this is a great place. I thought the food mm-hmm. was amazing. Yeah. And I had, the um, service I, was great.
0: Right. And Sierra reminded me of this. I had been there once before for their breakfast buffet, but had never, you know, sat down for uh, a regular meal there. And so, yeah, it was a new experience for me. Uh, and yeah, the food is delicious. Oh,
1: amazing. Yeah, Yeah.
0: I'll definitely go back. I meant to
1: ask. um, Yeah. um, Sierra's, uh, you know, she's doing the thing where she doesn't eat bread. And so she got a like a bacon cheeseburger or I guess Mm -hmm. just a bacon burger without um, without a bun. Right. And I meant to ask her how it was because it looked delicious. And I was like, damn, if you put that on a bun for me with some lettuce and tomato, I'm all in.
0: Yep. You know, that's the funny thing. Uh, Yeah, she's become more picky about what kind of burger she gets now because, you know, a bun can hide a lot of flaws in a burger. So when you get a burger bunless, it's got to be, you know, good, fresh meat or you're going to know it and it's not going to be tasty at all. So you can throw out, you know, three quarters of all fast food burgers, you know.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Some of them barely make it with bread and condiments, <laughs> exactly. uh, you know, barely are barely acceptable. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's a couple places I just won't even go um, fast yeah. food wise. Right. Or, or or if I go, I don't get the burger. And then we oh, we, we should. <laughs> what's kind of cool about Jack Allen's, too, is apparently they make their own pimento cheese spread there. Oh, There's a lot of right, interesting things you could make at your restaurant to be your kind of specialty item.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But at Jack Allen's is pimento cheese for some reason, but it was delicious.
2: Oh, it was. And we
1: had already we had already decided to order it as the appetizer when the waiter brought us a little sample of it uh, mm-hmm. to the table to kind of show it off, and it was amazing. Oh so yeah, so good. So if you if you go, you got to get the pimento cheese spread. It's uh, right. It's delicious.
0: It it tastes exactly like pimento cheese spread the way you want it. You know, it's not <laughs> it's not fancied up or frou froued up. It's exactly like pimento cheese spread should be. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's like fresh. It's like if you got fresh made at the deli pimento cheese spread. Right, it, it's really good and fresh tasting, but it's you're like yeah, you're absolutely right. It's not fancied up. It's not oh, you know, some kind of fancy cheese or something. It's good. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's just good old cheddar cheese.
0: Yeah, it's not uh, one of those served with. Mm-hmm. It's not one of those situations where this is our take on pimento cheese. No, this is <laughs> right,
1: this is right. the world's this take
0: is, <laughs> on pimento cheese.
1: <laughs> right. Here's our our chef's take on pimento cheese. First, it's some horrible cheese that tastes like vomit and then we put <laughs> pimentos in it pimentos that have been pickled in champagne overnight for 24 hours yes and then <laughs> the sprinkled with a little bit of parsnip this is and
0: right this is blue I cheese pimento spread <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. oh god yeah that would be yeah. terrible uh, so, no. served with toast toast points
0: yeah. Um <laughs> I think Sierra and I once had a uh, mac and cheese that had blue cheese uh on it and it was horrible. Yeah, it was almost inedible. Oh yeah.
1: Remember blue that, cheese Sierra? is
0: great. <laughs> it tasted like chemicals.
1: Yeah, it tasted like chemicals. <laughs> <laughs> hi Sierra Loger <laughs> says
0: hi. <laughs> you hear okay. Yeah she's she's yeah. coming she's coming to uh, get the kitty. Uh, she's gonna snuggle with it for a while.
1: Ah, <laughs> it's nice to have a, a new little pet. It'll be a cat that doesn't want to hang out with you at all eventually.
0: <laughs> Very likely. Who knows? So we'll see.
1: <laughs> Can you get him? Um.
0: Okay. She's she's not trying to yank him out from underneath the uh, the dresser.
1: So <laughs> oh. Wait. Hiding right now, kind of getting used to the new place.
0: Right, right. I mean, he was How, actually, he was pretty social earlier. You know, we were petting him. is no problem. It's just okay. He's out so anyway sorry i didn't mean to didn't mean to bring bring did, uh, the conversation to a grinding halt
1: did the uh how's, how's daisy doing is your your old ca- older cat yeah. <laughs> Look, i'm trying to be polite to a cat let it, that cat's an old cat your old cat that you've had forever right uh is How's she she doing with the new kitty in the house?
0: Yeah, she's hissing. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're keeping them segregated for the moment, you know, and just slowly introduce them to each other. We're not gonna force right. anything because Daisy's a lot bigger than Walter Cooper or whatever he <laughs> whatever he's gonna be called
1: Cooper Mathow. Huh? I think Cooper.
0: Okay. Sierra like says Cooper. S- Sierra says Cooper. So,
1: yeah, I like Cooper. I think it's like a it cool too. name.
0: Of course. Yeah. And it's perfect Cooper. timing for the, you know, the new Twin Peaks series.
1: Yeah. And also, I like Cooper the pooper cuz you know mm-hmm. that's what it's going to be for a while. <laughs> yep.
0: Yeah. Cooper, you remind me today of a small Mexican chihuahua. <laughs> it's probably smaller than a chihuahua. <laughs> say, now
1: say it doesn't get any bluer in your in your uh, lynch voice
0: <laughs> it doesn't get any bluer <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's awesome that's fantastic you do a really good thank you a, a, and obviously the listeners will know because you do a really good impersonation of lynch as
0: gordon cole that's <laughs> great <laughs> we'll have to uh <laughs> we'll let the uh we'll let our listeners decide so uh, go to our Facebook yeah. page and tell tell us what you think, or or tweet us. <laughs> yes, yeah, so send a tweet, tweet at us. Exactly
1: at podcast at, at slope podcast is our Twitter right, and a slippery slope on Facebook
0: exactly, or old fashioned email slope at LTVpod.com.
1: That's funny. They used to call regular mail snail mail. Now email is kind of snail mail. <laughs> yeah,
0: really? Yeah, it's it's like not I don't know, not that many people are using it anymore except in It's it's in business. In business, right? Yeah,
1: which is kind of how email how it was when email started. Email started and got really popular and and so only businesses and still to this day I think mainly only businesses do Yeah. Old-fashioned mail.
0: Well, it's a good a friend way of mine. Well, it's a good way of documenting. Con- it's, it's a good way of documenting conversations that you have in a business environment, so that there's no confusion over what was said, and there's there's a paper trail.
1: Yeah, that's true too. Yeah, absolutely. There's a there's a um,
0: electronic trail. There's
1: a electronic digital footprint, so to speak.
0: Much to the chagrin of Hillary Clinton.
1: Oh man,
0: you know, I'm trying real. to get on
1: my bad side.
0: No, I was saying. Much, you. No, I was saying because she got she got her stupid emails hacked by those Trump Russians, Russian Trumps,
1: the tr- the trussians?
0: Yeah, the Trushans. We know anyway.
1: Yeah, well, which they found they found nothing, but well, that's a whole nother. No,
0: I know, but you know, slope. what a pain in the ass.
1: Yeah. Have you heard?
0: Okay, well, nah, I don't want to go
1: off on this slope, but <laughs> okay. have you heard this thing where supposedly their uh, Trump is using his own personal cell phone and giving that number to world leaders?
0: yeah i know what a
1: <laughs> you know yeah
0: he's an doi idiot
1: doi doi. right yeah anyway let's talk let's talk about us
0: yeah do you hear that dog howling outside
1: your house yeah there's not one howling outside my house okay just barely barely barely
0: it's, it's ridiculous it's driving me crazy it's a howling dog out ah, there well welcome to my life that's what it is <laughs> living in this
1: apartment complex okay Right. Howling dogs, dogs shitting everywhere.
0: Oh, yeah, that's right. There's a giant doggy toilet out front of your uh, uh, apartment landing.
1: Mm-hmm. 80-pound college girls walking greyhounds that weigh twice as much as them. <laughs> no. Great Danes. Are, are you and kidding me? Great Danes and greyhounds. and uh, What's geez? the other big dog? Doberman Pinchers. Okay
0: wow that's crazy we keep
1: going down these goddamn slippery slopes and then i have so much to talk about
0: don't worry I'll, I'll just edit all this shit out
1: oh okay thanks okay um <laughs> yeah we're already
0: an hour so in then the next okay i know right mm-hmm.
1: so the next day we went to threat the next day i had to come up there and pick you got pick you up because you had to drive my old car which i didn't trade in because mm-hmm. it's old back to austin right um for and, me, while I followed you, and then and Sierra CO. Meta's,
0: and, and right at your place, and
1: then we then we went to lunch.
0: We did, we went to Threadgills, and that's always a good experience in my book.
1: I, I like Threadgills a lot. I've so occasionally they're hit and miss with me. Um, oh, yeah, but. I always enjoy going. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've been uh, and really they've been great the last the last couple of years as I've gone. Um, I they've they seem to they had a little slump there for a while. I don't know what happened exactly. Um, but the hmm. last couple of years, every time I've gone, it's been good. Uh, a couple of years ago, I don't know if they changed chefs or
0: something, but it's possible. Yeah, yeah. but the so, the atmosphere and the environment is always always fun to be a part of. Agreed. Um, yeah. And
1: was, of course, on su- mm-hmm. Sundays, they do their gospel
0: brunch. Right. And they definitely had yeah. a a gospel bluegrass band playing up on stage. You know, it's a little loud when you're, you know, because we were really close to the stage. Well,
1: yeah. and There was uh, only one table left, and it was right at the front.
0: Yeah. And it's hard to carry on a conversation, but, you know, it was still unique in, you know, situation and environment to be in. Um, yeah. So... I think the yeah.
1: I think the band was called the Seekers, S E E K E R S, Seekers. Right. Um, yeah. And they were they were really they were actually really good, really good musicians, really good vocalists. Mm-hmm. Um, you know.
0: Yeah. Was it like um, f- four guys and a, a woman?
1: I think it was just three guys and a woman, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah.
1: I think it was a quartet. Yeah. Yeah, but the- and. Uh,
0: But the woman really had a very uh, fine voice, and there was one of the songs that actually showcased her talents. And I was like, hey, this is actually a pretty tight band here.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I I, I was reminded of and I think, you know, we've talked about this before, how both of us in our youth had musicians in the family. And there would be times where where we'd be see family members playing music or or. um, Yes. uh, Friends and and family. So I, you know, I've been to a lot. It reminded me a lot of when I was younger and we'd go see uh, uh, some local thing. We used to have a thing. They called the Old Settlers, which I know they have something similar somewhere around here as well. Mm-hmm. This was in the Midwest when I was a kid where they would have old tractors on old cars and there would be demonstrations on like uh, churn and butter and quilting. And uh, it was kind of a like a uh, county a long, fair, county fair. Or kind something?
2: of. Mm-hmm.
1: But more but more aimed at celebrating how things used to be. They would have old tractors and old oh. thrashing machines and old, right. you know, old farm equipment and stuff that that people mm-hmm. had kept nice or, re, you know, or um, refurbished for whatever you want to say. And um, so, you know, the, and they would have like steam steam run. Uh, thrashing machines and tractors. Oh, and wow. it was just a really odd and uh, really odd and interesting thing as a kid to see. Mm-hmm. And they'd always have music, of course, uh, bands yeah. playing old, old timey music for lack of a better word, like the seekers played. And so
0: that's cool. It,
1: it reminded me very much of like do going into something like that. And I'm sure you've been to things like that too.
0: Yeah, I have. And I, isn't, isn't there something here at Austin called pioneer farms where they, actually have people, uh, I don't know if they're actually living there, but they're, you know, they, they're they dressed up in old-timey costumes and doing things that people did on farms, you know, back in the 1800s, oh, I guess. Yeah. And mm-hmm. and I've never been there, but, you know, I wonder if they also do that where they're also playing, you know, old-time music as well. Um, of course, the funny thing yeah, is, that would... yeah, that used to be kind of out On the edge of town, on the east side of town, where there was, you know, no development at all, and now there's all kinds of housing developments surrounding this uh, (laughs) Pioneer Farms now, so it's kind of lost a little bit of um, ruggedness, I guess, or, you know, old-timiness just because of... Encroachment by uh, modern housing developments and and traffic right, and, yeah, and, the, and road by construction by urban sprawl
1: yep yeah and suburban sprawl yeah hey yeah, like, that that mm-hmm. made me think of something um totally not totally unrelated but not not that re- you know how when you're driving out of Austin on 71 going towards uh, Lagrange and you get yeah. you don't get too far outside of Austin and there's this building where they sell um, pecans and sometimes they have like tomatoes and different
0: things are you talking about a uh, Birdall's pecan stand it's like well it's, I, I think so yeah it started off as a small pecan stand now it's a big building with a giant squirrel out front is that yes, the one you're talking yes that one yes yeah
1: oh, yes. yeah dude I- I've lived in Austin 17 years. I've mm-hmm. driven back and forth to Houston probably 100 times. Yeah. I've never stopped there. Oh, Every really? time I say, mm. I'm going to stop there next time. And <laughs> it's so close to Austin that when you leave, you you're barely started your trip. And when you're coming home, all you want to do is get home. It's just at the worst place
0: uh, well,
1: for me to want to stop.
0: It's worth a stop. I mean, just getting there um... – uh caramelized pecans that have you know it's like sugar and cinnamon on them those are delicious and
1: Oh my god that sounds amazing.
0: Right and even if they're not even open they have a pecan pie vending machine where you can
1: That's what I've heard. Isn't that crazy? That's what I've
0: heard. But yeah. Oh man. Yeah so uh yeah even when they're not open you can still get your pecan fix
1: so yeah i have oh i just uh, and it's like most of the time when i'm driving back and forth of course i'm by myself Mm -hmm. if i had anyone else in the car who would say hey let's stop there i would stop it's just i just never have done it i'm gonna now that we've talked about it i'm gonna have to make a point of doing it because yeah i I guess i should i guess i should think of it as it's on my bucket list even though it's just 10 minutes from my house probably maybe 15 um i i maybe i you know
0: it's just like i should go out there sometime just on a weekend and just do that and also you, you need to get a selfie with the giant squirrel everybody well, does that uh, yeah i do yeah. <laughs> yes
1: okay yeah. well f- now that i've got my new car and I'll, i want to drive more maybe it will
0: right. be easier
1: to go out that way
0: there's another place. Sierra and I'll go, go ahead, with you, man. Sierra and I'll go with you. Well,
1: shit. Let's make a plan, okay? <laughs> there's a, you know, we can, we can. Um, I've always there's a few places in Lagrange, not Lagrange, Bastrop that I've always wanted to go mm-hmm. and eat at, and we we should just go out to Bastrop on some Sunday and and go have lunch or something. Sure,
0: that sounds like fun.
1: That'd oh, yeah. be fun. Yeah, yeah. I uh, now that I have my car, I'm much more interested in.
0: Right, you got to
1: drive in down the street.
0: A nice set of wheels that's reliable, that uh, is is fun to drive, and uh, you know you can crank up your tunes through your uh, Bluetooth interface. You got it made, man.
1: (laughs) I I was just looking before we started the show. I was online looking at how can I download MP3s to my phone so I can hear them in the car because the car the new the new car does not have it has Bluetooth and radio. It does not have a CD player. They're, they're really, they're just outdated now, man. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I guess that's one thing that one feature that it didn't have, didn't have a CD player, but yeah, it's, yeah, it's the, that's the, that's old technology now, you know, it's gone the way of the cassette tech player and the eight track player.
1: Right. And I think I'm like one of the last people on the face of the earth that wants a CD player in the car. It's just the, it's just the format I'm familiar with. Burning CDs is easy. Um, you know cuz i still use a pc where some people don't even use a pc anymore mm-hmm. um which i don't think you do you use a laptop don't you
0: right but it still has a yeah it still has a cd dvd burner on it you know it's just right uh, right not that i burn very many cds or dvds anymore well maybe dvds <laughs> right? yeah but uh not very often but it's it's actually so convenient though to you know just download from well of course you don't have an iphone so it's You wouldn't be downloading from iTunes, but I guess. Well, I could. I don't know.
1: You can get iTunes on a on a Android. Oh, okay. But I just. Well, there you go. I I just. I just don't use it, so I. So I've looked. Yeah. Well, this is interesting that we're talking about this randomly because actually Mm -hmm. the other thing I wanted to mention is this weekend you and I and Sierra went to uh, End of an Ear. And oh, um, right, was that the first time you guys had been in their new store location? Yes. Did you like it? I think it's a great location. Oh, I,
0: that's a terrific location, and their record selection is amazing. It's a trip through yeah. the, the history of music. Uh,
1: yeah. T- I mean, they are they are primarily a vinyl store. Um, oh I yeah. Would, you know they they do see they do have CDs. I, I mm-hmm. um. I think they have cassette – I've seen some used cassettes that they've had there. I don't remember seeing them. Oh, they're on the back wall. They're on a back wall, but they do have that. Yeah. And, um, of course, they sell turntables, and they sell DVDs and, and Blu-rays and even some laser discs. Some guy came up and was, when I was in the DVDs and started looking through this box on the floor that I hadn't noticed, and it was full of laser discs. Wow. Um, Oh, so, so they have a lot of different things and they have some books and, uh, and some other things as well. Um, right. so it's just a really cool store, you know, but I, when I went there, I bought like seven CDs cause you, there, there were a couple of UCDs that were three bucks and I was like, yeah, three bucks. What's three mm-hmm. bucks. Right. Um, like I got an old album by the motels. I got an album by, um, the lead singer of Echo and the Bunny Man, Ian McCullough, or whatever his name is. Uh-huh. Um, but now I'm like, okay, how do I listen to these in the car? Because when oh, this, I buy music yeah. on when I buy music on Amazon, which is my primary place where I buy stuff, yeah. um, it it will save a digital copy that I can access through my phone. But when I buy a CD somewhere else, I've looked now and on Amazon, there is a way where I can add songs to that playlist mm-hmm. of songs I've bought. Um, But I I don't know. I've So I've started working on that, but I don't know how difficult that's going to be. And I think I only I think it said I had room for 250 songs, which is is a few.
0: Yeah, that's quite a few, you know, and you can always rotate uh, what you've got accessible as far as MP3s right. go. So, yeah.
1: I, I bet there's a way to, to, um, buy more space. I'll bet. So I'll just have to, Oh, I'll just it's up to,
0: yeah. It's all cloud storage, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. Right.
1: Which but, is cool because, mm-hmm. you know, i I mean, it's just really cool that I get in my new car and I, and I took, and I, m- you set up my phones so the Bluetooth works. So really all I do is, is click on Amazon music and click play and, Today I found out how to to access the shuffle on that. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so yeah. All so right. it's just like ah, oh, you know, you get a new car and and you learn. You have to learn so many things. Not mm-hmm. only how the car runs, because all cars are basically computers on wheels now.
0: <laughs> Pretty but much. Then
1: yeah. all all the uh, all the peripheries as well that you mm-hmm. have to figure out.
0: Oh yeah. You brought your uh, user's manual into your bathroom as reading material. I hope.
1: I I did. I haven't actually <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> I haven't actually cracked it open yet, but <laughs> okay. Uh, uh I will soon, I'm sure.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you can learn all the ins and outs of a of a new vehicle. Yeah.
1: Right, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I already yeah. like, you know, some things I've figured out. Today I set all the the um radio stations on the radio station on the radio. So, and I you know, just took a little bit of of looking at it for a couple of days to where I was like, oh, there's all these radio stations at the top. What if I tune in one I really want and hold hold that button down? And sure enough, of course, that programmed it in. Easy okay. peasy. Good. So it's it's fun to learn those things.
0: <laughs> all right, man. Um so what else do we do? Oh, what was the um the coffee bar that we went to?
1: Oh, I forgot about that. It's called radio and it's on right. it's on Manchak at mm-hmm. at 71 kind of it's fairly close to where End of Veneer and Casino's south uh Casino El Camino South are all very close in that same little area there. Yeah. Um th- I, and uh I remember that
0: yeah, I remember that area of Manchak was real close to where Tim and Christian used to live back in the day before they moved to yep, uh, Mexico. Yeah, that's right. Mhm.
1: Right. Yeah. Right in that little neighborhood. So
0: yeah, yeah, radio
1: is really cool. It's, I Mm -hmm. guess it's in an old house. We kind of, the way it looks, it looks like it's either a house that, that someone added space to, and then eventually they turned it into a, um, uh commercial building or or maybe they took the house and added the space when they turned it into a commercial building I'm not
0: sure mm-hmm. but it, I don't uh,
1: remember what was ever in that space
0: yeah i boy there's no way i would even know but yeah it's it's kind of along the same lines of like spider house or something maybe not quite as Funky as Spider House, but it's still, it was a nice space to hang out and talk with your friends, or you could actually sit outside in their patio area, and a lot of people were out there with their ginormous dogs, riding (laughs) And, and putting. And crying children. Yeah, crying children, dogs with saddles on them, you know, things like that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> that
1: reminds me first we had a one of the you know they sell coffee and they do sell beer and wine and, and wine. I, mm-hmm. I had east cider and they have they had um they had east cider on tap um and and several beers on tap and yeah. um the waiter that waited on us looked like a really young jude law he <laughs> i mean i thought he looked that's right amazingly like him it's funny um,
0: that you you mentioned it to him and he was like Uh, Yeah, it's like, oh, uh, I've never heard that before or something. I don't know.
1: Right. Because the first thing I always say to someone is, do you get tired of some of do you get I'm just like real vague at first. Do You get tired of it. What's that? People telling you you look like someone and he's like, no, that doesn't happen very often. And I'm like, people don't tell you you look like Jude Law all the time. He's like, no, not really. And 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 I don't at first I think he was like who's
2: Jude Law? <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I guess at this but, point, um, Jude Law is kind of uh, old timing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> for that um, guy, yeah, Jude Law is an old man. <laughs> right. That guy probably
1: was barely. He wasn't twenty five yet for sure. He may have been twenty two or three. Right. Um but the, but the guys who worked there were super nice. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you go to coffee bars and the people who work there are kind of... Snooty? Not unfriendly, but yeah, either <laughs> snooty or either just like they look troubled that you've asked them to do their job. Uh, um, right. Or, but or, but or there s- they were really nice.
0: Yeah, there was no uh, hipster posing there. Uh, well, Not
1: by the staff. Not by the staff. Perhaps the, by some the, of the people the, there. The
0: patrons there, definitely. Yeah. <laughs>
1: the greatest thing happened when we were walking in some people walked in behind us two or three ladies and one of them had a little baby Mm -hmm. and one of the guys behind the bar went ma'am uh you can't have a baby in here and (laughs) and she looked at him and then he was like i'm just kidding and it was the greatest thing ever i was like oh i wish that was really your rule oh oh, they do serve alcohol there but i mean it's a baby but and it's a coffee house too but right but i was just i just thought that was the greatest thing ever I, i was like, oh yeah, take that baby outside.
0: <laughs> now maybe if they if they had a full liquor license where they were serving hard liquor it may be you can't bring a little kid in there. I don't know.
1: Well, uh, you know, there's always the thing at the bars where and I don't know if Texas law has changed, but it used to be you could take your kid in a bar and buy him a drink. The mm-hmm. server would have to set the drink down on the table and you would the parent would have to give the underage person the the drink right but that was perfectly legal for a long time in texas and may still be i think Um,
0: that might be how i got my first beer was uh you know going out to dinner with uh parents and dad saying hey do you want a beer i'm like okay
1: (laughs) well i sure do
0: yep and they they can do that and i i don't know how old i was 14 15 But uh, yeah, it used to be, uh, yeah, used to be illegal to do that. I don't know if it still is, but
1: it may still be. uh, um, But I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, but I would love I would love to go to a place like that where they were like, no. Uh, if you have kids, then you have to be outside, because I don't think that's an unreasonable rule, in my opinion. Nope. I wish all restaurants <laughs>
0: no pets had or a chil- fucking... No pets or children indoors? The, okay. Right.
1: Yes. <laughs> I wish all restaurants had an adult section. I mean, I realized, I've, I've come to realize that they do. You have to sit at the bar. I don't want to sit at the goddamn bar, but I would like to sit at a table and have a meal and not have a fucking kid screaming in my ear for well, the whole hour. Well, but true. You can't have that anymore,
0: you know? Well... I guess it all depends on where you go but yeah it seems by and large take it yeah okay take another deep breath <laughs> <laughs> mm. That's just the way it is uh yeah yeah
1: what are you going to do
0: right so but uh, yeah it was but, uh, uh, it was a fun saturday and sunday
1: yeah i really am glad you know we i talked about going to radio some i know some friends have gone there and mm. i've always kind of wanted to go there and just see what it was and i really liked it it was very easy going laid back somewhat typical, but, but like they had old radios in there, I guess that's why they call it radio and, sure. and they were kind of cool to look at. And, and, uh, mm. and they played really good music while we were there too. They put, play, were playing really good kind of laid back uh, hip hop, almost hip hop isn't usually laid back, but it was, it, I'm sure yeah. there's a, yeah, I'm sure there's a genre for that, that I don't know, but it was, it, you know, it was just, it's kind of mellow laid back, Somewhat R and B, somewhat hip hop sounding mm-hmm.
0: music. Yeah, some some jazzy stuff. Yeah. What else?
1: You want to do? Shall wanna do we? the People who died.
0: I, I think we should probably jump Here, to the people who died.
1: Okay. All right. You you want to cue music and then I'll ask you a question.
0: Yeah, let's cue music. Yeah. All right. Cool. Okay. <laughs> what what You're kind wrong, of question? Yeah, what kind of question do you no, want they to died. Uh, Yeah, they did.
1: well, well <laughs> we you know, like I've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Uh-huh. But different people. But right. I've got one two one, two and a half Maybe three that are that are household names, I guess, or or somewhat household names. I don't know if we're doing too many. That's my question, really. Are we doing too many? Are we spending too much time on this? Should we really just stick to the to the kind of the headliners? (laughs)
0: Terrible. Maybe. Terrible. Maybe we should. Let's just put it this way: we don't have to go down the entire list. Just. Hit the big ones and maybe throw in uh, some lesser-known names. I mean, why not?
1: Yeah, we could do some mention. I guess we could do just mention them in briefly and and not spend a lot of time. But um, so, since the last time we talked, which is about, I think again at this point it's about nine days again,
0: isn't it? (laughs) Uh, Yes, I I think so.
1: Yeah. Uh, the big name of course that uh passed away was greg allman and that happened almost i think that happened the day after the last time we did an episode
0: uh i think so i think that's probably right yeah i didn't even know he was sick
1: Right, uh, right right well and he was yeah i think wasn't he another one of these rock stars that died at 69 69 seems to be the new age for rock stars to die
0: yeah it seems like it
1: maybe he was maybe he was old i think he was 69 um yeah, he's an interesting guy. I'm not a huge Almond Brothers fan. I never was. Um Yeah. I, I mean, they're okay. I don't I don't dislike them. I just they're not, you know, I never had any of the albums that you know, I would hear them on the radio or uh, if a friend played one of their records. Um yeah. I you think, know, when you're high, that that's not so bad, but
0: <laughs> Right. I think my brother was a uh, a fan of the Almond Brothers for sure. Um The Almond Brothers were kind of um Kind of the thinking man's Leonard Skinner, so to speak. <laughs> that's, that's,
1: yeah, it's not a bad, it's not a bad uh, analogy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, and they were kind of like the non-deadhead Dead band, <laughs> Grateful Dead, you know, because uh, yeah. they were somewhat of a jam band at time, but they also, sure. you know, the Dead didn't have a lot of really songs they played on the radio where the allman brothers had a few hit songs so
0: right. yeah the allman brothers you know. you know could keep their their songs under 30 minutes um
1: right um, right
0: unfortunately the dead couldn't uh, could not do that yeah no, not, not um, very often
1: and i always thought uh it was just interesting and fun that they had an album called eat a peach <laughs> yeah it just seems like
0: wow, hey, it just
1: seems like the kind of thing you would say to someone who's like being uh being an asshole, hey, man, eat a peach
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think I think there 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 may have been some sexual connotations to eat a peach, but ah, uh, is that what that was about, eh, maybe. maybe. Uh, ah, I think I may have read something about that.
1: Right. So anyway, that's that. I'm sure. Yeah, that's interesting. I, if I've heard that, and now that you say it, and we've talked about it for a second, it almost sounds familiar, like something I heard at some point a long time ago. Mm-hmm. But um, I just thought it was an, always a, a, it's kind of an odd name for a for an album.
0: Uh, but yeah,
1: but also seemed kind of fun and interesting, and made you go, hmm. I want to hear an album called Eat a Peach. <laughs> of course. It
0: sounds delicious.
1: <laughs> <Who doesn't? laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. It makes you want to have a peach while you're listening to the record. So absolutely. Um, and then Greg Allman, for a short time, married to Cher, which right. just seems kind of crazy now.
0: Those are right after they, she, yeah, divorced Sonny Bono. I, I think she with, became involved with the, a
1: couple of years. Right. Yeah. She has a son with him, Elijah Blue Allman.
2: Oh, right.
1: Who, uh, who, when he was a teenager, played guitar on, in her music video, uh, where she's wearing the, the real skimpy outfit where you can see your ass. I think it's turn back time, but it might be a different
2: mm-hmm.
1: one of her one other, it's a different song. but I just thought um, I always thought Elijah Blue Almond was just
0: a beautiful name. Right. Elijah Blue. So did the Almond Brothers have a song called uh, Elijah Blue? I don't know. But I then, don't know. but that may be a chicken and egg question. You know,
1: right? Which came first? Right? Which came <laughs> first?
0: The song or the 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 child? But, the ch- Yeah. Uh, um, I, but I may have just dreamed it, so I don't know.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't recall ever hearing that, but who I knows don't know. where? The- yeah. Where that came from. Mm-hmm. Um, so, also on the list, uh, Manuel Noriega.
0: Oh, I didn't you hear knew about that. that. He was
1: even still alive. Oh, you didn't hear
2: that?
0: Was he? Was yeah. he? St- was he still in prison? Or...
1: No, I do believe that he had been. Uh, he had gone back to Panama. Oh. Um, mm-hmm. but I don't know if he was in prison there or if they let him out because he was getting old and sick or. I didn't, I just remember, uh, 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 it's like one of those things where it's like, man, I thought Noriega was already dead, but it was, it was on the real news, you know? Hmm. Yep.
0: Had no idea. Hmm.
1: Yeah. And then everyone after that is kind of like, well, you may have heard of him. You may not have, um, yeah, a guy, a guy today, a guy named Roger Smith, boy, that's a bland name. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Who was on Seventy Seven Sunset Strip? A show I've heard of but never in my life seen. Right. And at one time was married to Anne Margaret and managed her career.
0: Oh, okay. Well, wow. hmm.
1: you feel free to throw in any notes here if.
0: You- <laughs> okay, I I have I have nothing about Roger Smith. Well, I I did pull something up here. Yeah, it says Seventy Seven Sunset Strip, Mister Roberts, Auntie Mame. Uh, is that the movie version with Lucille oh, wow. Law or who? I have no idea.
1: I think that's the... Ori- Auntie Mame is the original one with Rosalind Russell, I believe.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, that's true. I
1: mean, huh, that's interesting. Hmm. Yeah. I bet... Ah, did he play her son? Or not her son, her... her. He's really her nephew. As an adult? Psh,
0: that's know, interesting. Hmm.
1: Do you, have you ever seen Auntie Mame with Rosalind Russell? The original one from the... I guess it's
0: the late 40s. No, I have not.
1: The kid who plays the Mm -hmm. son, like her brother dies. Auntie uh, Mame is kind of like a New York socialite you know, fun girl in the... I think it's in the 20s, before the Depression. Okay. And um, her brother dies, and her brother has a son who's about 10, and I don't know where the mom is, if she has died or whatever, too, but Auntie Mame takes the son because she's the closest relative he has, and the kid who plays the son has the weirdest fucking voice you ever heard in your life.
0: (laughs) Okay. (laughs)
1: It's like you just... When he first comes on screen and, and starts talking, you're just like... Is that that kid's real voice? What the f-
0: <laughs> Wow. It, <laughs> what the fuck is going on with that kid's voice? <laughs> it's that distracting? That seems kind of bad. Yes, it's mm.
1: very odd and unusual. I mean, you get used to it because it has it really has personality. It's an un- you like there, he doesn't sound like anyone else in the world you ever heard. Um Okay. I can't, you know, I can't even imitate it. Well, you'll just have to go watch a clip of Auntie Mame at some point.
0: <laughs> okay. Um, the original. And with Rosalind. Russell. Yeah, the original with okay. Rosalind Russell. All right, and I can the, do that.
1: I looked at the kids. Um, I, after I saw it for the first time, which wasn't that long ago, I probably saw it for the first time like five years ago or so. Um, of course, I immediately went to IMDb and was like, "Has this kid been in anything else?" And um,
0: not with that the voice. The
1: only other. Yeah, the only other thing he was in, he's in the uh, Twilight Zone episode where um, uh, they're they're all they're in this neighborhood and the lights start going out and they think mm-hmm. um, uh, aliens are coming and then they all start accusing each other of being the alien. Oh, and um wow. And he, hmm. he's in that and he's the kid who suggests that that's what's go, that it's aliens because he reads uh comic book and books and sci-fi books and stuff and so and then wow. they accuse the kid of being an alien because he's he's you know uh-huh. he's an unusual kid who s- sticks to himself and has that weird fucking voice although they don't say that you <laughs> right. know that's what they're thinking. Sure,
0: of course that's <laughs> what they're thinking. <laughs> that's crazy. Uh, huh. uh it anyway. sounds like it sounds like one of the classic Twilight Zone episodes. Hmm. Oh, it
1: is. It is. You've seen it, I'm sure. It's got um Probably, oh, what's that guy's name? He's a he's a chunky guy. I want to say Jack Warden, but it's not Jack Warden. It's Hmm. another guy. Um, Jack Warden might even be in it. I know he's in a couple of Twilight Zones. Um, I can't remember who else. And it's called something like Twilight on Elm Street or uh, something, something on Maple Street or something like that. Oh,
0: right. It's really
1: an interesting episode.
0: Incident on Maple Street. No, I don't yes I, Oh. it sounds, sounds like, like no, it sounds I you were like something up. no yeah no that would that would it's take way more to long. that.
1: Well, there's, you know, there's two kind of episodes that are similar. There's the one where they think the world is going to end and only one guy has built a bomb shelter and they all go crazy. Oh. It's not mm-hmm. that one. It's mm-hmm. one where they think the world's going to end, but they think it's aliens and then they're all accusing each other of being odd, doing odd things. Right. Um, you know, mowing their lawn and you mow your lawn in the middle of the night and all these different things that, you know, supposedly makes them, uh, you know, it's just one of those things that mass hysteria thing that happens
0: right well that was you know kind of not that long after the red scare you know where everybody thought everybody else was a communist or something and so it's probably lampooning or or not lampooning but you know being critical of of that mode of thinking
1: right absolutely Yeah. yeah It's a good episode. It's one of one of the better ones, in my opinion.
0: Oh, um, it, is it The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street?
1: That sounds like it, yeah. Uh,
0: let's see what it says.
1: I think the kid who uh, is in um, Anti-Mame, I think on that episode, his name is Tommy. Hmm. Or Timmy. I think it's Tommy.
0: Oh, okay, yeah, this is definitely the episode you're talking about. The Monsters Are Due on Maple Street. Yeah, the synopsis says, Maple Street is full of children playing and adults talking when a shadow passes over. Accompanied by a roar and a flash of light, the residents soon discover that their power went off, affecting stoves, lawnmowers, cars, and phones. They gather in the street to discuss the situation. Peter Van Horn volunteers to walk over to Floral Street, the next street over, to see if it's affected as well. His neighbor, Steve Brand, decides to go into town. But Tommy, a local boy, urges him not to leave the street. Tommy has read a story of an alien invasion causing similar controversy and says that the monsters do not want anyone to leave the street. Wow. Ooh. Okay. Hmm.
1: Um, does it say who plays Tommy? Uh. I'm pulling it up myself
0: right okay. now. Yeah, I'm sure it does. Um,
1: oh yeah, <laughs> his name is Jan Handick. No, it's actually <laughs> no. It, it's close though. It's mm. it's his first name is Jan J a n, which may be pronounced Jan, and mm-hmm. and then his last name is spelled Hand H a n d z l i k Hanslik. Ah, okay, as
0: Tommy, yes. Jan Hansley. Jan yes. Hanslick.
1: And there are people who think that his voice in that show, in that episode, mm-hmm. was um voiced by the woman who voiced Woody Woodpecker. Her name is Dawn something. Um and and I'm like, No, that's not a that's his real voice, dude. <laughs> that's wow. the voice he has in anti Mame. Um Okay. Yeah
0: unless you got the Woody it's Woodpecker crazy. woman to voice him. Auntie <laughs> you too? Probably not.
1: No, I don't think so. I, yeah, didn't think I don't believe so. No. So. It's such an odd fucking voice, man. Yeah, it's so unique. You have it's one of those things where when you now we're talking about it, I'm like, dude, you got to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Because you'll go, "You're right. That's the weirdest fucking voice I ever heard come out of a kid in my life." <laughs> okay. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, yawn. That I wow. was okay. <laughs> I know you've mm-hmm. heard it all before he's probably
0: dead now, but maybe <clears throat> we'll have to do a search uh, okay well, um um what el- anybody else on the list of people who died?
1: I mean, this one is kind of a local thing. There was a guy named Michael Nance. he was on The Bachelorette at some point uh, i don't I don't watch
0: that show. I've, he's from Austin, yeah, I remember hearing about him, yes,
1: yeah. And he, uh, and I believe he committed suicide um, oh, hmm. or, or overdosed, one of the two. And um, he actually, he played music and he posted YouTube videos of him playing his songs yeah. and singing. And, wh- and one of his songs is called Suicide Note, which is creepy.
0: Oh, shit. Okay. Um, wow.
1: Because yeah, uh, he's like, I think he's 30, 31 or something.
0: Yeah, I guess, you know, once you've been on, uh, what'd you say he was on The Bachelor? the bachelorette uh the bachelorette you know i guess he he couldn't get any more uh yeah uh, reality tv show appearances it didn't turn out to be the gold mine that he had hoped it was supposed to be possibly
1: yeah mm-hmm. um i mean he had a sm- I think he had a small following because of youtube oh, um mm-hmm. and because he was on the show but yeah um yeah uh, who knows if that was you know maybe if he was hoping hoping for more out of life or right. whatever
0: Maybe reality stars are, are are the new child actors, you know, that just can't get beyond, you know, their their instant fame and then end up going bad. Right? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, that's you know th- the same thing with some YouTubers, I think. Um, yeah. That you know. Any in particular? Uh, none that I'm none that I'm aware of. There, are, because I, I think to you know like. Troy was a YouTuber, Troy Sivan. There's our obligatory Troy Sivan mentioned. Oh, uh, there it um, is. <laughs> he
2: was
1: a he was a YouTube, he, YouTuber and still does some videos, but I mean he's become a pop star. He's a real celebrity, a real singer and musician. Right. Um and is of course it? you know I love Tyler Oakley.
0: Yes you do. Indeed.
1: And um so like those guys have really kind of made a career, and there are some others that have also really kind of made a career out of it that seems like it 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 will continue that it's mm-hmm. they've they've branched out into other things that have made them more well-known and uh you know they always call it their brand have kind of increased their brand to a point where they actually probably can sustain uh some some level of celebrity um but then there are others that um you're like hmm you know you're gonna get you know you can't do what you're doing now and do it when you're 30 you're gonna have to really get a real job at some point
0: (laughs) yes like the uh Ain't nobody got time for that lady.
1: Right, right. Ain't nobody got time for that.
0: (laughs) She's got her 15 (laughs) minutes, and, and that's about it.
1: My favorite was always the hide your wife, hide your kids. I can't oh, remember what the rest of it that was. One, yeah. the, the black guy.
0: They're, they're raping who, people all over the place or something. I can't remember <laughs> so, what it was. Yeah,
1: hide your wife, hide your kids, because they're coming or something. Right. And that guy, that mm-hmm. guy had a career for a few minutes yeah. and did a couple things. And then when his 15 minutes dried up, uh you know he did some gay uh publicity, and, like he did pride festivals and stuff like that, you know, and then yeah. when that kind of dried up he f- he found Jesus,
0: oh of course, yeah, <laughs> of course
1: it was like Ugh. Oh,
0: well.
1: I, I don't know who knows now where he is what he's doing if he 's still with Jesus or not right, so
0: you remember I don't the
1: know i don't even remember yeah. that guy's name
0: remember the guy who uh he was homeless, but he had a really great radio voice and parlayed it into yeah. an actual job. I wonder what ever happened to him.
1: Yeah, I I feel like I remember that, and some radio station hired him. Yes. And then I feel like there was some issue where he was not from the USA and didn't have a green card oh, or, really? or a visa. I feel like I'm, I'm hmm. you know, don't quote me on that. I feel okay. like there was something like that. They were gonna hire, they wanted to hire him, and then there were issues of some kind where they couldn't, or they, or they were gonna try and work it out or something. And yeah, I All don't right. know. Didn't could, hear any more after that.
0: Could some, could, could one of our listeners out there do the research for us on that and find out whatever happened <laughs> to uh, the homeless radio voice guy? <laughs> We'd appreciate it. Yeah,
1: <laughs> you know, I'll put it on Facebook here's the great thing about when i when i when you when mark browner mark browner edits these episodes and and puts it all together and does all the tech work Mm -hmm. and and then posts it online and then i listen to it once he's got it up online and i start putting links on our facebook page to things we talk about and and tweeting some things about things we talk about and so that's awesome uh, if you want to know when a new episode is up or if you're listening to an episode and you're like, hide your kids, hide your wife. Who the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) Check out the Facebook page, because chances are I'll I'll have uh, posted that guy's video so you can easily find it and and reference what we're talking about right
0: if there's if there's one person out there who hasn't seen this crazy viral video
1: (laughs) right i mean yeah there might be you know your mom or someone
0: well yeah yeah um (laughs) i don't know if she listens to us but you know i don't know if she listens to us but you know yeah if she does she might need some frame of reference you know yeah. There's I'm sure there's you know, maybe there's some young people out there listening to
1: the show who, who were twelve when that happened four yeah. years ago and well, are like, how your kid hide your wife? What the fuck are you about? <laughs> so anyway. Um the only other one I think that's worth mentioning is mm-hmm. um um the guy who voiced uh, Wallace in Wallace and Gromit. Yeah. Was a guy named Peter Salis, But yeah. he was quite old. He was ninety six.
0: Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Oh.
1: I remember seeing some Wallace and Gromit shorts when they were when it was first kind of coming mm-hmm. around. I think I saw a couple on actually uh, back in the day in like the 80s or early 90s on a PBS. Oh, no kidding.
0: Wow. That show. early. Yeah. My goodness. Hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't know how long that guy's been doing that um, yeah. Wallace and Gromit thing, but there were definitely several short – well, I shouldn't say That's several. Funny. There was definitely at least a couple. Short films.
0: I always thought that, it was the, the the guy who created it who was voicing it, but it was he actually had a a voice actor doing the role. Hmm.
1: I yeah. Now the guy who created it may narrate it, and oh. then, then the character of Wallace may be another voice.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. I, I don't know if. Gromit makes vo- make does voices like if Gromit has a voice or uh, you know those dog noises or yeah been it's too been long. A long time since yeah. i saw one yeah Me too but yeah
0: always very well done and, and clever um uh, yes animated series or was it animated or was it claymation more more like it's a claymation more
1: like claymation mm-hmm. yeah 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 i think so
0: i was uh um I also like the brothers Quaid. Have you ever seen any of their animated shit? It's I real I
1: like that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I like that. Um, that sounds really familiar. You know the, real... the, the um
2: mm-hmm.
1: the animated thing on PBS that I was talking about, I do believe yeah. I recorded it on VHS mm-hmm. and then saved some of them to disc when I started moving VHF stuff to DVD.
0: Oh wow! Um, Okay.
1: And I feel like the Quay Brothers are the Quay Mm -hmm. Brothers the ones that do the little figures and like in one of in one of them they're on top of this box and it keeps moving and they keep falling around. Yeah, or is that someone completely different?
0: They've done a lot of stuff, but it's always really it's always I think it's usually black and white, very dark, very cryptic about what the hell is actually going on. Uh, and Hmm. i think they use like doll heads and yeah are um, they the guys
1: that did the videos for tool
0: oh i don't know that hmm maybe okay but uh, i just remember seeing um a bunch of quay brothers you know stop i guess it's stop motion animation of of actual physical yeah it's actual physical items there used to be a show on pbs called um oh it was like alive from off center or something Off
1: Center yeah yeah off center
0: yes. that's what it was and used to show a bunch of you know weird stuff like that you'd never see anywhere else and yeah the Clay yes. brothers it was always really strange um
1: That may be where stuff. I taped that episode I think that was the episode where they had several short animated films made by different people that they kind of did as a, as a showcase, um, on an episode of a live from off center. Um, yeah, you know, Lori Anderson, uh, hosted a live from off center, I believe for a year and did characters that were kind of, um, hmm. uh, uh, that were kind of, um, the hosts and the, and then there would be little odd skits that she did. She would, she she played herself and then she did this bit about having so much to do that she had to clone someone, but cloning hasn't, hasn't really evolved as far as it should yet. So Mm -hmm. her clone was like this. They did something with the camera to distort it. So she looked like a, uh, more like a little person with a big head and had a mustache. And then she used a vocoder to, to talk more male. And, And so she'd have a conversation with the clone and stuff.
0: Mm -hmm. I think I remember that. Yeah, it's been so long. Yeah, it's funny. I saw Laurie Anderson without realizing it was Laurie Anderson way back when. When was that? The early 90s that 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 show was on? Oh,
1: it might have been late. 80s or even that was around the time that was probably mid 80s 86 87 I bet
0: Hmm, that she did
1: that maybe maybe 88 89 right it's funny that you went on for you
0: say several years
1: yeah at least a season or two Um, she has this bit in one of her songs where she talks about walking down the street and somebody comes up to her and goes oh no are you one of those Lori Anderson clones
0: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, oh, that's cool. Hmm. I
1: don't know if we've talked about Laurie Anderson on the show before. She's one of my favorites, man. So I'm now. I'm excited. I'll post post some stuff about Laurie Anderson on the on the web oh, yeah, on we the go. Facebook page.
0: Let's hear it for sliding down that slope.
1: Yeah, all the way to Laurie Anderson. Right from Wallace and Gromit to Laurie Anderson. That's a <laughs> slope, motherfuckers. Yeah, by that way is a slope.
0: Right by way of the Quay Brothers. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs>
1: and PBS. Wow, exactly. that's cool.
0: The golden right, age so, of PBS. Mm-hmm.
1: Yes. Okay. Shall we uh wrap up the um people who died and yeah, and uh cue that's, the music? Yes. <laughs> they died. Okay. are you ready shall we cue the music for Twin Peaks and do our Twin Peaks episode 5 recap?
0: yes Boom. got your notes ready
1: because a lot of shit happened
0: yes I know I had to do. I had to do a scene by scene breakdown just to <laughs> help myself well, I, remember everything I mean, that went on.
1: Right, so much happened. I've got a at least a uh, yeah. I've got two paragraphs of of just you know random things to remind me of different scenes.
0: Okay. Good lot of new characters introduced in this episode that we may yes. see uh, going forward.
1: I'll just say I, I posted this just earlier today on our on our Twitter and, and Facebook page. There oh. were two oddly hot guys introduced in the in episode five. <laughs> okay. I mean, um, the guy who plays Shelly's daughter's boyfriend. His name is the character's name is Steven. He drives the the convertible. Yes, that guy has all the freckles. Right, so so weird and hot at the same time. <laughs> I was like, oh Lynch, you you know, Lynch likes beautiful women and beautiful young women, but uh-huh. he also likes interesting, good-looking young guys. You know, he always puts. Interesting-looking young guys in his stuff too. Uh, the, mm-hmm. the Dana Ashbrook, who played Bobby, who plays Bobby Briggs when he was in the original series. Oh my God, he was so beautiful. That, <laughs> right. that hair hanging down in his eyes. Oh, it drove me right.
0: crazy. Yeah. Um, Anyway,
1: was, sorry, I got off. I got uh, off on a tangent on a slope.
0: But uh, yeah, this guy playing Steven, yeah, he's he's a whole other level of of a creepy loser type.
1: Yes, yeah, he's but, he's but he's also not so creepy that you're like, oh, I hate him. He's creepy, but almost uh, I wouldn't say likable, but you almost feel sorry for him. It's right. like <laughs>
0: yeah, it's you, just like you kind of you do, know, especially you know. Early on, when he he was at a job interview, I guess, where the guy's like... Yes. He's like, the guy who, I don't know, interviewed him, he said, you you didn't even know how to... fill out the application properly. What's wrong with you?
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> right, yes.
1: And you're like, you're like, who the fuck is this and what the fuck is this about? I mean, right. my note from that scene just says, weird job interview guy. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because you're like, what the f-? Which is one of the things that's happening in this <laughs> series is that random things will happen and then later on you'll find out who exactly. that person is or, or what. But right. when it first when, the, when they first appear, you're just like mm-hmm. what the fuck is this about?
0: Right. the The note I put. The note I put. Scene four. Introducing Stephen the Loser. <laughs> That's all I've got for that. <laughs> but what's interesting though, the guy who plays Stephen is in the movie Get Out, which uh, Sierra and I saw this past weekend, and he plays oh, an yeah. ex- He's a, plays an extremely creepy character in that one. Except, uh, not quite as amiable. <laughs> he's he's a lot more menacing in uh, the movie Get Out. But I won't mm, I won't say any I more about s- Get Out because I know yeah, you want to see that we, movie. So
1: we talked f- about that this weekend. Yeah, right. and I appreciate it. and I hate that we can't talk about it. I I, mm-hmm. I hate stifling you like that because
0: no problem. I, but
1: I just want to see it so bad, and I don't want to know anything about it other than the basic thing that i know right. basic premise and um because people say it's really interesting and different and good and so mm-hmm. I- i'm just gonna have to make a point of going to Redbox or something and seeing it
0: yeah so yeah the only point i wanted to make yeah there's the same actor who's playing steven here in uh twin peaks who is wow. uh shelly's cool. daughter becky's husband In this one,
1: no boyfriend. I think he's just a boyfriend.
0: Well, I was reading a blurb and they're saying they were saying married, but yeah, I would tend to agree with you in saying that he he seems to be more of a boyfriend, except Michelle is constantly giving them money, which is weird, but you know, they're
1: well, that's what happens, right? Anyone who has relative, like you know, yeah, that happens in family situations where, yeah, of course, so. I remember when Mm -hmm. Shelley is – when Shelley is at the Bang Bang Club at the end of episode two when um, James comes in and Balthazar Getty is there. Right. She says something about – oh, she says my daughter Becky is – something about dating Stephen And then she says there's something – I went back and we'll rewatch this part. She says there's something wrong. I can see it in her face.
0: Oh. Um, Mm -hmm. So –
1: You know, that was kind of interesting uh, to go back and watch that. Okay. Um,
0: So that, yeah, that line makes sense now. Right. Okay.
1: But then there was that whole interesting thing where she's in the convertible looking up and they play that old 50s song. Right. And um,
0: of course, she has just just snorted some powdery substance. I don't know if she, I don't don't think it was cocaine. It might have been, you know, powdered heroin for all I know. That she was snorting, because she really went into an <laughs> extreme state of bliss. Now, I don't know if it was from the drug she just snorted, or, or the music, or a combination of the two, but whatever the case, yeah.
1: Handwriting in a convertible, that will always do it as well. Well, that's but, true. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, the i the the song was I love how you love me by the Paris Sisters I believe, oh. and um hmm. it was a, it, that was just a really you know that, another typical I shouldn't say typical but kind of typical Lynchian moment mm-hmm. that was so awesome that look in her face the way he shot it with her looking up at the sky and the camera looking right. down at her uh, you know it was just one of those really perfect moments but you're but also un Un, uh, it's so enigmatic because you aren't really sure if she's, you know, happy because of the drugs or because she loves th- that boy or she's riding in the convertible. You know, maybe he's fingering her and we don't see that. You don't know. You don't know why she looks so happy. I would, um, but she I, seems deliriously in love.
0: Yes, and so happy. I would go with all of the above.
1: That could be the it's, answer. It's you the drugs, right. the music, the
0: convertible, and being fingered.
1: Yeah, well, that'll do it. I know that's the face I make when that's happening to me in a convertible.
0: Ah, oh my Ta-da. god! Okay. <laughs>
1: but I just, I, I, you know, I, I know we we we've jumped around in time here, but
0: that's okay. I
1: just loved that. Those two. Well, the the first scene was just uh, wonderfully, oddly bizarre. Who is this guy? Mm-hmm. And and then the second scene when you figure out who he is and find out who he is is and mm-hmm. then that whole thing with the borrowing money the the doing some sort of drug i assumed it was coke because laura oh and right. i also wrote uh S- Stephen and uh becky the new uh laura and bobby ah, except well she, she seems uh she seems a, a little less troubled but
0: more like maybe know. or could be the new shelly and leo
1: well, that too, yeah, I mean he could I mean because or Shelley and Bobby to be, although,
0: yeah, she had a thing with him too, well, that's true too, yeah, it's but, really
1: interesting mm-hmm. w- when I was reading um the Secret diary of Laura Palmer, yes, um, where you you know because when you watch this show, it didn't really gel in my mind as easily as it did when I read the book that, oh, Laura is fucking Leo and whoring for him. And in the in the meantime, Leo's wife, who he's cheating on, is Mm -hmm. fucking Laura's boyfriend, Bobby. Er,
0: Yeah, it's a, you know, it's a weird web. Yeah,
1: (laughs) web. Yeah. Uh, You've heard of love triangles. This is like a love square. And And it's uh, right. And you and you don't really when you watch the show, you don't put that together as easily. At least I didn't. As Mm. I did when I read the book and I went, oh, yeah, yeah, Leo is this creepy guy and he's basically a pimp and a creepy guy yeah. uh, running drugs and uh, getting girls into prostitution and other things. And, and um, you don't snap that all that's related and s- because we never really find out how Shelly and Bobby hooked up.
0: Hmm. Yeah, that's in the, true. in the movie or the book. Right. Or the TV series. We just yeah, know that they yeah, did. the TV series or the book. Somehow, right? Yeah.
1: Somehow they did, you know, and if that was because Leo and Laura were off doing their own thing, leaving Bobby and Shelly to their own devices, and then, you know, but we don't know. Um,
0: yeah, we don't. But yeah,
1: that's, <laughs> okay. that's interesting.
0: All right. Let's, let's get back to episode five. <laughs> okay. All right. Because there's so, so much shit happened in here. Okay. Oh, um, God, yes. All right. Um, remember the scene in the coroner's office? Mm-hmm. Where they're you know they're hacking on the uh, you know the the dead body that they found in the uh, librarian's bed, and it, it as it turns out, it is a male body, and they find a ring in the stomach of the body, and it's, it apparently is Dougie's ring given to him by Janie E, his wife. Yeah,
1: that's his his wife, which is Naomi Watts. Yeah,
0: right. Yeah, exactly. So we still don't know who this body is, and how the hell Dougie's ring ended up in his stomach. Weird,
1: right? Yeah, yeah
0: so very. Yeah. weird.
1: Yeah, I mean, obviously, Bad Cooper. Uh, they call him the doppelganger, but I'm going to call yeah. him Bad Cooper. Yeah. Bad Cooper, uh, because right after that, there's a there's a flashback to Cooper when he first becomes bad and um, uh, Killer Bob, right? Uh, in when, the in the
0: Black Lodge. Yeah, when he's in it was in, when he's in his jail cell. Yeah, right after he says, "and now food is coming," <laughs> it's like creepy. Yes. And then he gets, yes. yeah. Then he gets up, gets his tray, and then goes to the mirror. He has his Bob flashback, and then yes, yeah, He that's says, right. "You're still with me. That's good." And I'm like, yeah. Ooh. <laughs> and yeah. did you yeah. notice that when he was looking in the mirror, his face was kind of at least the lower part of his face actually started looking like Bob's face. It was, yeah. yeah, Well, I didn't,
1: I didn't realize, I didn't know if that's what was going on or if it was just distorted somehow. But yeah, I did notice that. I was like, Whoa, that's what's going on there. Uh Um, because in this new digital day and age where i watch these episodes online you know i've i've seen uh, there was a scene in fact the next well a, a scene that comes up soon after that where they're in the rancho rialto or whatever the fuck that area is that subdivision's called rancho rosa yeah, yeah, and the cars are driving by Dougie's car, mm-hmm. and when I was watching it, the car would go for a second and stop. It, it was jerky, oh, and no. I was like, "Is this Lynch or is this digital?" And so, um, it cut to another thing where it was doing the same thing. So I was like, "Okay, this is the just the way I'm watching. This is yeah. my digital feed, not the
0: your streaming service was getting jumpy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was
1: also wa- I also watched this episode during the commercials of Fear the Walking Dead. So, um,
0: oh, okay, <laughs> it yeah, it was a
1: really odd going back and forth for me. Right?
0: Yeah, because Fear the Walking Dead was a you know two hour episode, and of course, then there was Talking Dead afterwards, and so yeah, All I right. end- I ended up watching episode five of Twin Peaks. In bed on my smartphone with headphones in, because Sierra was asleep oh, wow. by then. yeah so, uh, yeah. Yeah. And then I I watched it again this afternoon on the way home from work, sort of. <laughs> More like listen to it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you know, like I said, after I watched it last night and after The Talking Dead was over, I went back and started watching bits and pieces of the first four episodes. Mm-hmm. Because one of the things I want, there was one thing I wanted to figure out. Uh-huh i can't even remember what it was now but there was something i was like oh uh, i wanted to see the log lady scene again because i'm like now why is uh hawk and uh andy and lucy looking at laura palmer again why is what what you know i was like it was something the log lady said but i couldn't remember what she said and so i went back and and uh and watched that scene again to see what she said (laughs) Mm -hmm. um and then I ended up watching all four episodes, skipping through a lot of stuff I remembered and knew what happened to yeah. to, to remind myself. Um, so the the next thing was a lot of Dougie stuff at work, which drove me crazy.
0: Wait, don't don't forget! Right before that was Truman's wife Doris and the leaky pipe. Oh,
1: that was also, I didn't even make a note about that because it was just so boring and pointless. It's kind kind uh, of
0: a, yeah, it's almost like a throwaway scene. It's like, well, why is this here? Other than for a, a comedic break in something.
1: Right. The actress who played his wife is Candy Clark, who was, in, mm. was an actress who was in a lot of 70s stuff. She was in uh, The Man oh. Who Fell to Earth with Bowie. Oh. and uh, But I didn't recognize her. I had to look her up, look okay. it up and see who it was. No, that's But cool. yeah, that scene just seemed completely pointless. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, you know, I didn't even make any notes on it because I was like, ah, no, well, this scene doesn't seem like it means anything. You're just supposed to know that Truman yeah. – has a horrible wife who's a bitch and a pain in the ass
0: right and that may be the only point yeah and well right before that uh sheriff truman is talking to his brother the original sheriff truman on the phone supposedly right you know so that's all it is who's
1: supposedly sick yeah right i don't know maybe maybe aunt keen will have a scene at some point or something which would be like a surprise thing that would be cool but
0: or as we said before maybe, maybe they'll convince him to show up for season two if there is a season right, yeah. two or yeah. season four
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> well yeah 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 I mean <laughs> se- season two of the new iteration is what I should have said right but okay. right yeah all right so as you were saying yes the the next scenes were you know Cooper goes to work and I know you're you're you, you can't stand the uh, the interminably long scenes of just Cooper doing basically nothing, uh, other than repeating uh, what other people are saying, um,
1: and letting other people push him, standing right. still until somebody physically pushes him and pulls him to wherever they want him to be. It right. just goes on forever. Uh-huh. But <laughs> I, I had a fleeting, uh-huh. yeah. Um, Hope that he was going to drink the coffee and snap back to the real Cooper. Well, but no, of course.
0: Well, I, I think the coffee may be helping. And <laughs> and I think there's hope that, you know, maybe his brain is starting to wake up. And then remember uh, during the, uh, the where all the, uh, I guess they're all insurance salesmen? They're yeah, in, in I that. thought
1: he was a realtor, but it's insurance apparently. Yeah,
0: and, and they're in that meeting, and what's his name? Tom S- Sizemore's character is talking about that they're going to pay out these insurance claim because they're all legit. And then Cooper sees, you know, these red lights, or no, green lights flashing on. Tom Sizemore's face, and he says he's lying. You know, it's right? Like, yeah, it's like he's getting like another the one slot of those
1: thing that we've already right. been
0: through. Except yeah. this is a slightly different thing. Yeah, of course. Then later on, uh, when he goes into his boss's office, the older man, uh-huh. and uh, he's. He it's almost like parts of his brain are starting to wake up because when his boss mentions the word agent, Cooper repeats agent, and then the, 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 his boss also mentions case files, and it's it's like it's something significant to Cooper, and he says case files, you know, because it's, it's almost like he's slightly remembering being an FBI agent and working on cases and having case files. Maybe I'm hoping that within an episode or so, he'll he'll freaking wake up. I don't know. Uh, uh, I I hope that happens. And of course, yeah, you know, after that then he has to pee again and the woman says, "Do you want to do you want to kiss me?" and then she I, yeah, I don't know what that was all about. <laughs> Whatever it was
1: about nothing, it's mm-hmm. the just idea of a
0: joke. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Let's not spend any more just, time. Let's not spend any I more time just on like, that. Oh Jesus! It just went on forever. Yeah. Right. Um, of course. Then and after that, they jump. They jump to the casino again, where the casino manager who was there when Cooper won all that money gets you know beat up by uh, oh yeah
1: as as if we haven't seen a scene like that a million times in (laughs) right something and you know the only she
0: was in it right that's the only interesting thing about (laughs) it was that jim belushi was in it that's about it
1: yeah 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 i was yeah i was just like okay here's another thing at a casino and we've seen this a million fucking times (laughs) and oh yeah hey hey kid just random kid here it's your job now. Yeah, don't fuck up. Now. Yeah. Yeah. If Whatever.
0: It, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We don't know where any of that's going, if anywhere. No. Yeah. You know.
1: If anywhere. Yeah.
0: All right. Um. Oh, and before all that, you know, Cooper was supposed. To, his wife had told him to uh, make a phone call to the people that they owe money to. Of course, he. You know, he's obviously not going to do that. So uh, they're still coming right, after yeah. him, and of uh, course. In a previous episode, they had set a bomb on his car, which right. then came to fruition. You know, the the little boy next door almost got blown up, probably by trying to grab the uh, the magnetic bomb that had been placed under the thing. Of course, the I guess it was just random car thieves uh, who had driven by right, yeah. earlier in the episode show up again and and they get blown up. They get- They get blowed up real good. Yep. (laughs)
1: The next thing that happens is Jade is having her car washed, and they find the um, Great Northern key, and she puts it in the mailbox. So eventually someone at the Great Northern is going to be like, where did Cooper's key come from, I'm Mm -hmm. sure.
0: So that'll probably be a clue for a hawk. And them to finally... Oh, perhaps so. ...locate yeah. him. So, yeah. I forgot her name was Jade, the the, the prostitute, the black prostitute yeah. who was Dougie's... I put Dougie's trick mails the keys to the Great Northern because I had forgotten her name. But anyway... I-
1: this is terrible. I wrote Black Ho. Jade Black Ho mails key back to Great Northern. That's this is just terrible. Just oh, well, terrible. You know, I don't even know right. why I would admit that, but yeah. Right. Because um, she's a whore. I mean, she's a prostitute. You are right. She's oh, yeah. there's no there's no delicacy about that. They right. they make it pretty well known. She that's but, uh, you know, her trade. So she,
0: she's a happy hooker.
1: Right, yeah, she's yeah. yeah, she's likable. I like her. Yeah, um, it'll I... be interesting to see if anything more happens with her.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. You know, we'll find out, I guess. All right, after that, then they cut to Peggy Lipton looking great. Wow, I was amazed. As, I was like, wow, she hadn't really aged that much. Only, well, maybe her neck did, but the rest of her, she looked great.
1: She, yeah, I don't know how old she is, but she's mm. got to be. She's in her 60s for sure, if not older. Right. And she Easily. looks, I mean, I, yeah, I was like, oh man, she looks fantastic. And mm-hmm. then, you know, we've seen Mad and Mick on uh, Riverdale this season. Yeah. And she, she doesn't look like Shelly, but when she's standing next to Norma. Peggy Lipton Norma Yeah, when she's standing next to Norma in her uniform Mm -hmm. She looks just like Shelly And she doesn't even look that much older I mean, she still looks great, too Oh, she looked Um, terrific
0: And yeah, she was Yeah She was sounding like Shelly, too Unlike her character Right Her character, Alice Cooper in Riverdale, where she doesn't sound like Shelley in Riverdale. That's true.
1: I never really realized that, but you're absolutely right. Yeah, that's Mm -hmm. interesting. Um, Right. Yeah. And I had to go back and look because for a second I thought, oh, my God, is this the first time we've been back in Twin Peaks? Because it just felt like the real twin peaks that we knew from the series. Oh, and of course yeah. we've been back in twin peaks on, in a lot of other scenes, but I had to go double check because I was like, this feels like the series. This feels like the continuation mm-hmm. of the series yeah, and and Norma and, um, and Shelly standing there together with that right. strong bond that they have, you know, they're actually physically touch, you know, hugging each other kind of, or standing oh, yeah. arm, arm in arm. And it, that just felt so good and familiar to see that again absolutely
0: um, it's like uh, you yeah know, it's almost like a older sister younger sister or even mother-daughter vibe to it you know they're yeah, that close yeah
1: yes and just that you know when you again when you read the laura palmer diary and and see the earlier movie the movie and stuff mm-hmm. you know laura had moments of real strong being a real strong woman yeah you know even though she wasn't quite she's still a teenager but i mean there were moments where she seemed like a very strong person mm-hmm. and and you know you see that in Shelley and in, in norma too that that these these could be amazingly strong women and they have to be strong women for each other yeah. um because the men are so horrible <laughs> for the most part yeah. most of the men that, uh, you know
0: that is true yeah
1: you know, except for the cops and and uh, a few other men, mm-hmm. most of them are are evil bad assholes, so
0: yeah yeah uh i mean so the the doctor he was he was kind of a a good strong character uh on the original series uh
1: oh yeah dr um donna hayward <laughs> dr dr Hayward
0: yeah exactly
1: yeah yeah. yeah. It's well, like, definitely morally strong. Yeah. yeah,
0: I guess all of the bookhouse boys are pretty morally strong.
1: Right, right. But I, mm-hmm. yeah, I think the women. You know, Laura gets involved with Leo, and 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 Shelley gets involved with Leo, and Norma gets involved with Hank. They all make horrible choices. Oh, yeah. You know,
0: almost forgot so, all about Hank. Yeah. Mm.
1: Yeah, I don't know if he'll. I don't think he's Chris Mulkey, who was. I did not enjoy. Any of his storylines in the original. Yeah. I don't know if he's coming back for this one or not. I can't remember if I've seen his name. I don't think I have. So.
0: Yeah, I don't think so either. And I would have. Yeah, so I would have noticed Chris Mulkey's name if I had seen it in a cast list. That yeah. Would have been yeah. I don't
1: think I've seen it. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Okay. So
1: then we had all the stuff with Shelly's daughter and Steven. Right. Which and we then
0: pretty much covered. Right. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then we get to finally the punchline for Jacoby spray painting the shovels. (laughs) Yes,
0: that's right.
1: It took us five episodes to get to the punchline. Thank you, David Lynch, you motherfucker. (laughs) Yes,
0: exactly. Right. I wrote here, Dr. Jacoby. Conspiracy theory, live video podcaster. Yeah, and, I
1: wrote Jacoby, Dr. Amp, podcaster YouTube, Nadine watches.
0: Right. And I also put in here, his only viewers, Jerry Horn and Nadine Hurley. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah i couldn't i wasn't 100 percent sure if that was jerry horn or someone else um but then i saw his name in the credits the actor that plays him david patrick or i can't remember his full name but
0: um, yeah but uh but they're watching Mm -hmm. and just remember just for 29.99 you can get dr amp's gold shit digging shovel
1: (laughs) (laughs) plus shipping and handling
0: Oh yes, of course, of course.
1: Twenty nine ninety nine plus shipping and handling.
0: Right, that's <laughs> so crazy. All that uh, just just to give us the punchline that. of the freaking gold painted shovels.
1: Yep. Wow. Uh, PO Box like, four seven nine Twin Peaks Washington. Um, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: did you write all that down? <laughs> I did. Yeah.
1: Um, hey. I was just like, and I actually. What you want to try and send?
0: Yeah, <laughs> we have to, to, to send it? a twenty twenty nine ninety nine uh, check to that address and see if it gets cashed and if I, if something right. gets sent, wouldn't it be cool?
2: Hmm. Well,
1: there's not a real Twin Peaks, Washington, right? And there's no zip code, no, so
0: I know. I yeah. was just just hoping. Yeah,
1: just dreaming. Yeah, just dreaming. Back in the day of the TV show, I would have probably said, yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Right. Um, (laughs) That's true. uh, I did laugh out loud. I did think that was hilarious and funny, but I was like, Mm -hmm. oh, my God, all that to get to that punchline. It was worth it. But, you know, that's Mm -hmm. typical. Uh, Lynch, um, you, you, there might be a punchline, and there might not be. And if there is one, it's going to take a hell of a long time to get there.
2: <laughs> right.
0: I guess they probably said, "We need some more. We need some more scenes in Twin Peaks involving Doctor Jacoby." <laughs> and so that's what happened. Yep. <laughs> oh man, yeah.
1: Uh, that so. was that was fun. That was the 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 definitely the comedic highlight
0: of the series so far. Exactly. Yeah. It was it was worth it. It was a lot, it was a lot funnier than the scene before that with Hawk and Andy and Handy Andy going, "Have you found any Indians?" So. Oh yeah, I just <laughs> I mean, stuff like that I don't
1: even write down or remember. It goes in one cuz I I just I watch it and I'm like and the, you know, you, you see that scene, and you're like, that scene means nothing. Right. It, it's yeah, it's a it's a joke. You're right. I mean, it's it's Lynch's idea of humor, but I was just like, Ugh. <laughs> uh
0: yeah, yeah, you know, I kn- whatever's. I
1: I know people think if you listen to this and you didn't know me, you would think that I hate Twin Peaks. I love <laughs> it. No. And I love this, you know, uh, but I am I'm a critical person who likes to say what I think about sure. what I see. And, you know, just because I bitch about something doesn't mean I won't be glued to my seat when episode six comes. You know, I'll be on the edge of my seat waiting for it.
0: Um, Yeah. So, you know. Eventually, there will be a payoff to all the Hawk and Andy stuff, you know.
1: Well, there's got to be something because of the Log Ladies thing. Yeah, exactly something about something about cooper is cooper has lost something or there's something something is lost involving agent cooper i can't remember yeah. exactly what Some, she says. something
0: is missing and it has to do with your heritage hawk
1: yeah yeah so. something is missing
0: involving mm-hmm. a, or something is missing yeah it's probably so, it's probably the set of keys that's on its way back
1: yeah maybe he'll have to maybe he'll have to um trace that somehow Maybe he'll trace that and that's some track that somehow and that's how he'll find Dougie or something.
0: Um, maybe who knows? Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, All right. yeah. Next, so.
1: next scene in the Pentagon.
0: Yes, cut to Pentagon. Colonel Davis mm-hmm. and Cindy. Colonel Davis being played by Ernie Hudson. Right. Who was? I wonder if uh, Winston and Ghostbusters.
1: The Ghostbusters, the black guy in Ghostbusters, let's face it. That's
0: right, okay. how he's known. That's the that's, um, that's how our our listeners are gonna know who's Oh
1: yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, the black guy from yeah. Right. Um, from Ghostbusters. I thought it was interesting that his his name was Colonel Davis you know, in my mind that was a oh. homage to Don S. Davis who played Major Briggs.
0: Absolutely. Um, absolutely. Yeah. hundred percent. But um Um what was interesting is what Cindy said to him to colonel davis she said database hit on prints for major garland briggs and then she says in in south dakota i'm like what does the doppelganger have garland briggs fingerprints that's what i got out of that
1: that be the body that the cops the the (sighs) body that they're doing the autopsy on Oh, oh, I wonder because jane oh. Jane Adams who plays the character who's the i think she's the yes uh, mortician or whatever you wanna call it the m e um uh, um she's That's been it. online looking for prints or something so right yeah, and then yeah, sixteen times in the last twenty five years, which was interesting too,
0: mm-hmm, that they've had database hit on his prints. So that's interesting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I, I think it's it's cool that they're keeping Major Briggs as a character, even though, of course, Don S. Davis has passed away a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's cool that they're still making his character a part of what this is. But obviously, right. he's not going to show up and, and be alive or something. No. So, yeah, I wonder if that's him.
0: That's his uh, body? His body that they're doing the oh. autopsy of.
1: That. You know, okay. Who knows?
0: But it's a theory, yeah. fan theory. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah, that makes more sense now. Hmm. Okay. Oh, then we go to the Bang Bang Bar.
1: Back to the Bang Bang Bar, the coolest fucking club west of the Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is there great music? I mean, how big is Twin Peaks? There's only 50,000 people there. How do they support this club where these bands play?
0: I don't know. I guess they, they must They must come for miles around to this place. Um, they must, man and uh, they they switched things up a little bit. They didn't put the band at the very end of the episode this time.
1: Yeah, which I thought was really cool. Did you read about the band?
0: It was it, the band's called Trouble and Riley mm-hmm. Lynch is one of the members, Lynch, which is that mm-hmm. David Riley Lynch's Lynch is Lynch's son?
1: It is his son. And oh, okay. I huh. I assume it's his son with um he was married to Mary Sweeney about the time that that less than 20 years ago, 17, 18 years ago. So I think that his mom would be Mary Sweeney who's worked on, worked on some Lynch films. Okay. Um, All right. And then, um, that but makes yeah, sense. Uh, and then, and then a couple of the other guys in the band played for, um, uh, have played in other bands. Um, but I didn't write down, I can't remember what um, the name what yeah. the names of the other performers are. Well, you know, I mentioned there were two hot guys in the new episode, but actually there were three because Riley Lynch is hot as fuck. And um uh, <laughs> immediately when, when they cut when they cut to them playing music, I'm like, who the fuck is the guy playing guitar? What's the name of this band? I right. wanted to know right
2: away. <laughs>
1: yes. Um uh because at the same time there's the scene in the club with the crazy guy smoking.
0: Yes, the crazy smoking guy. And also, hot
1: oh. as fuck, <laughs> but kind of weird looking, Oh my! but yeah. hot as fuck. You know, just the perfect right mix of danger and unusualness and hotness that you want in a guy. But a um, very, so,
0: very scary and creepy character, especially when he grabs yes. the girl and he says, I'm yes. going to laugh when I fuck you, bitch. Yes. Whoa. Yeah. What an oh, evil bastard. Yeah. And... Yeah. Do you know what the name of that character is? I do. <laughs> okay. Yes. For our listeners out there, the character's name is Richard Horn, and I stress the word H O
1: R N E. E. Yep. So, so he's got to be somehow related to Benjamin Horn.
0: Yes. In some way. So what I know during the heard, series.
1: Go yeah. ahead. Okay.
0: What I heard is that it's Audrey Horn's son, and that. When the doppelganger came about out of, you know, the Black Lodge, he hooked up with Audrey Horn and, you know, because Audrey had the hots for Cooper. And so not knowing that that was the doppelganger, she had sex with him, got pregnant, had this baby, Richard Horn. And that's why he's so evil, because he's the offspring of doppelganger Cooper. Where'd
1: you hear that?
0: I read that Did you somewhere. read that online somewhere? Yeah, somewhere. is like a fan so the, theory of some sort. As a fan sort.
1: theory. Yeah. Yes. Well, that seems reasonable.
0: Yeah, because he's one evil acting motherfucker. And right. What was the deal with him passing the uh, the uh, pack of Morley cigarettes, Morley, uh, filled with money to the bouncer guy? What was going I'm on sure there? i sure it's a
1: drug thing. Yeah. That's a drug deal for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely. Of some
1: kind, but yeah, yeah. So. Um, hmm. That guy, his, that actor's name, I think, I don't know if I wrote it down. It's Eman Eamon, uh, Eamon Ferrar or something like that.
0: Uh, or Farron or, yeah. I, Farron
1: or something, yeah. Um, he's just hot. I don't care how bad he is. He's hot. <laughs> <laughs> I posted on Twitter, Richard Horn, more like Richard Hot. Um, (laughs) Right. But anyway... Uh, so yeah, I was, you know, I was in, it was definitely, uh, my favorite episode so far with all the hot guys they uh, had in it.
2: Okay. Um,
1: but he, and yeah, Fair he enough. is definitely fucked up and evil and something, and totally bad news. And, um, mm-hmm. uh, certainly the way he treats women is just unacceptable. Um, but, uh, wow. Yeah. I mean, that but was, I hope he's whoa. back in every episode
0: i you know you would think that he would be back i mean especially if that fan theory pans out to be true um, right so i guess we'll see i mean see. even
1: if he's even if he's um benjamin horn's son you know uh-huh. cuz benjamin horn could have you know true. or ooh creepy what if he's benjamin and audrey's son or johnny ooh. horn remember johnny horn her brother
0: who was not very bright oh yeah uh, Who had some issues how could i forget Right. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely yeah. true. So, or who is? Oh, who is the Billy Zane character? Maybe it's Billy Zane and Audrey Horn's son.
1: Oh yeah, maybe so. Yeah. Hmm. See, I forget all about that because I hate Billy Zane and I hated his character, and <laughs> I was bored to tears with the, that storyline.
0: Yeah, it After
1: Cooper left,
0: right? Yeah, there were there were there were also theories about why they even brought in that character to be the love interest of Audrey Horn. And I, I think the, the the fan theory was, or the scuttlebutt was, that Kyle MacLachlan said that it, it was too weird that Cooper would have a, a relationship with Audrey Horn, and that's why they brought in Annie Blackburn to be the love interest of Cooper. But then they, I don't know, but then somehow they wanted to have a love interest for Audrey, and so they brought in Billy Zane. But I don't know, that seems like, a little bit of a stretch to me.
1: Well, so. I could see where where um, Kyle MacLachlan could be like, no, this seems not right. Because mm-hmm. he's probably at that time mid-20s, late-20s. Well, I don't know how old he was, but mid-20s yeah. for sure. And uh-huh. the character of Audrey Horn is supposed to – and he's an FBI agent. He's got to be at least 21, 22, well. 25 – his character okay. and, and Audrey's supposed to be like 16. So true. You know, he's probably, he was probably smart in, you know, and I, again, I think he's right. Uh, Dale Cooper in his, in his sane days would not sleep with Audrey Horn. He just Agreed. Wouldn't. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, and I, I think if, if there was that discussion and he said, no, that's not right. I think he's right.
0: So, hmm. no, yeah. Yeah. I yeah, I have no problem with that. See that would seem out of character for Cooper to yeah, be carrying on with Audrey Horn. Right. The, the funny but thing the funny thing not. is the actress who played Annie Blackburn, uh, I can't remember her name. Heather Graham.
1: Yeah, Heather Graham.
0: The funny thing is is that Heather Graham is actually <laughs> younger than um Sherilyn Fenn. In real life. In real yeah, life, that's yeah, in real life. But the character yeah. was older. Uh so anyway. Yeah.
1: I'm glad so. we decided to call the show uh, a slippery slope rather than brain farts, because brain oh. farts could be the name of the show as well. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: I'm glad we did not call it brain farts. Slippery slope. Yeah, fits it to a T.
1: I do like it.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: I we, we should really wrap up here. The, yeah. Okay. The, Moving uh, on. There was some, there was some craziness in the in the prison. Cooper, Bad Cooper somehow makes a call
0: and and has
1: everything go crazy.
0: Oh, wait. And then... Before that, though, remember the female FBI agent was looking at uh, fingerprints of Bad Cooper and she was comparing it to something else? And I'm like, well, what's going on there? That's probably how I got confused about the, the Major Briggs fingerprints thing. I was thinking, well, maybe Bad Cooper... Some bizarre reason has Major Briggs' fingerprints, but I I don't think that's correct. But maybe bad Cooper's fingerprints are a mirror image of good Cooper's fingerprints or something weird.
1: Well, that's what I kind of thought. Yeah, I thought maybe maybe they weren't duplicates. Maybe they were mirror images. Yeah, and 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 that had caught her attention somehow. Right. Yeah, Th-
0: that's what I originally had thought, and then then when I rewatched the uh, the Colonel Davis thing, then I got a little confused. But anyway, it's all straight now. I think. But <laughs> okay. All right. So go back to, to to back to what you were saying, talking about bad Coopers telephone call while he was in prison
1: right after everything goes crazy and i think he mm-hmm. somehow shuts everything down oh this was another interesting thing when i went back and watched some scenes from the earlier episodes uh-huh. when cooper is talking to daria yeah. he says something about uh, or or at a certain point with it, when he's with ray and daria i mm-hmm. can't remember exactly when he says something about ray i need you to to I need you to go somewhere and wait. I'll I'll need something from you in about two days or something. I'm paraphrasing, of course. Uh-huh. But um, and I was like, ah, is Ray somehow? And then he and then when he he gets the call from the guy who he thinks is Philip Jeffries, but it's someone else. Right. After that, he downloads some he downloads some um, blueprints for a prison somewhere. Right. And and so I'm wondering if Ray. Helped him do that at the prison with the phone and all that craziness, and or you know, and whether he downloaded the I'm sure. So it's like there's also this idea, like you know, Cooper says he, there, he's bringing food or whatever he said, mm-hmm. and uh, so so bad. Cooper apparently can kind of see the future, yes. somehow, absolutely, or is intuitive about what's going to happen. So right. I think that's what all that stuff with Ray and Daria is about. I think he kills Daria, but Ray's still alive. And, um, is helping him, uh, do that. Although could maybe be wrong, but that's what I, that's maybe. what I kind of gathered. Okay. Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah. So bad, bad Cooper makes the phone call to Buenos Aires and at the same time causes all the alarms and shit to start going off at the, the prison. And while that's going on, he says the cow jumped over the moon. And of course then it, in Buenos Aires, there's that weird answering machine inside that bowl that after he says that, it transforms down to uh, something. I said, answering machine in the bowl turns into a metal dick, but it wasn't metal dick. It was some, it looked like a little metal, I don't know. At first marble.
1: I, th- I put steel marble.
0: Well, that's what I thought, but it, it didn't look like it was round. It looked like it was, I don't know, shaped like a strawberry.
1: Oh, yeah. I don't know what I that meant. I just thought it was, I thought it was supposed to be kind of the same thing that Dougie uh, turned into when he was in the Black Lodge. He... Basically boiled down to a steel marble.
0: Right. That's that's what I originally thought, and I, it probably is something just like that. But I, you know.
1: And there's also the scene at the beginning where the mm-hmm. woman who is trying to get Dougie killed is talking to the guys who are, who are there to kill Dougie uh-huh. on the phone, and then she calls something on her BlackBerry, right. and they cut to that and box
0: it's a, in the bowl. Exactly. It's the same thing, right? So yeah. Yeah, so I don't. What's
1: all that? Yeah, right. That's
0: that's some weirdness. And what was the deal when Cooper? You know, he's he's they're watching him on the uh, closed circuit, you know, TV camera. The cops are, and right before he he makes his phone call, he says, "Should I call Mr. Strawberry?" And the cop gets real scared and agitated from uh, bad Cooper telling him that, and. so I, I have no idea See, I didn't, what that's all about. I didn't
1: yeah, I, I didn't and that's probably what happened. In my mind I didn't think the cop was upset about that. I just thought he was upset not the cop, the warden was upset yeah, about warden. uh about the uh all the shit going on with the craziness and the the you know trying to figure out what's happening and mad that it's happening but maybe you're right maybe the mr strawberry thing yeah that uh, was, somehow right because uh, affected him
0: right because that was before all the alarms and shit went off and everything went crazy with the the monitors and stuff he said that and the cop got all hmm. scared as if maybe you know bad cooper has can see into the past or something and see what Bad things people have done in their past, and maybe there's some Mr. Strawberry that this cop killed or something. I don't, or this warden killed. Who knows? Maybe we'll find out about that. Maybe we won't. Doesn't matter. Right. So, yeah,
1: yeah. it'll, it'll, it will, I'm sure things will be revealed at a certain point, but we'll refer back to it at some point.
0: Yes. Hopefully it'll make sense at some point, or it may just be one of those things that. Lynch the sleeves hanging in the air forever. Don't know. Okay. Yeah,
1: you never know.
0: Right. Um. So last scene of the show, Cooper is touching the shoe of the statue.
1: Oh yeah. See, I didn't <laughs> even write that down because I'm just like, yeah, whatever. I just feel I, like that's I, not I ex- important.
0: No, it's probably not. I expected him to say new shoes. But no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I yeah. wish.
1: I was just like, I was just like, oh, whatever. Mm. He, he, you know, he's
0: he's yeah. off in La La Land still you, or whatever. Yeah. But you you really have no love for the <laughs> for the, the state that Cooper that good Cooper is in right now and the scenes that he's think, in. Right? Yeah,
1: I just think it's unimportant. I just think it's going to. Uh, amount to nothing. I think it's Lynch's. I think that's Lynch's idea of humor. And uh, so it's just to me, it's like it's throwaway stuff. Um, And I could be wrong. All this stuff, the guys at the insurance company and the and the black cooker and all these and Naomi Watts and the him owing money, all Mm -hmm. that could somehow tie in. To what's going on? Because certainly, maybe. it could be bad. Cooper who's running the casino.
0: Yeah, maybe he's the the big boss of all of them. Maybe right? he's he's right? G- John Belushi, uh Jim Belushi's boss. The character right? he's playing. I mean,
1: there's still that scene in episode two where the. Where the guy running the casino that's in Las Vegas and the and the young guy is, you know, and he's like, "Don't don't ever get yourself in a position like this." That uh, all may right. come to fruition at some point. Those those casinos could be owned by the same uh, entity or whatever, so you just don't know.
0: Yeah, exactly. So. I think we're going to have to wait for for some answers on that. Yep.
1: Yeah. Well, we've got but, 13 uh, more episodes to <laughs> see what happens. So, <laughs> that's
0: right, exactly.
1: And we all know, by the way, too that the uh, episode the last episode is not going to end with everything re- neatly tied up with a a bow. No. The last episode
0: will will ask more questions than it answers mm-hmm. for sure. Probably. Is that all we got uh, regarding episode 5?
1: Yeah, we should move to TV Heaven and do uh, Fear the Walking Dead and Fargo and call it a day.
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah.
1: So many things I want to talk about, but those are
0: the two important ones. Right. We're already at two hours, 40 minutes right now. So, yeah, Yeah. that that sounds good. Okay.
1: Do the TV Heaven. Cue that music.
0: Yeah, let's cue that TV Heaven music. I am I okay.
1: posted it on our web website page somebody has uploaded that song to YouTube mm. um so someone other than me has but it, there was no info on it it was just huh. okay. it was just a picture of of the label of the record um of the 45 so
0: I think I'm going to um try to record that one off of YouTube because it it, it, yeah. it sounds like a cleaner uh version or a higher sample rate so it's a clearer uh, version than a
1: right MP3 the, the, off the, of a um, record, right? I think I have two versions of the MP3. One was taken from a cassette, which you have the copy of, and I think I did uh, one off the 45, uh, which is better quality. But I, um, when I changed computers, I lost all the all the stuff I had ripped off a of vinyl. Um, it's on a hard drive that's crashed. So mm, okay. I need to re-rip all my vinyl which pisses me off but no. oh no let it go man yeah, yeah.
0: <clears throat> breathe breathe. okay all, right, all right man fear the walking dead yes they finally we came back We do it quickly Yeah we probably could we do probably it quickly We probably do it quickly It sucked Well I tell you what <laughs> When they first fifteen minutes, I'm like, oh man, they are not going down this road, and we're going to be in just another version of the governor or whatever. And I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't like this road that they're going down, and it's ridiculous, and and the whole thing about you know killing people so that they could see how long it took for them to turn or or whatever the fuck that those those guys were doing. Mm-hmm. And then luckily, it changed. And turned out that, oh, this was just a bad element of this group. And then there's actually a nicer element of this group that came in and, you know, shut everything down. And all is right, or so we think, with our hero group. Then everything went to shit. You know, I I thought, oh, okay, they're going to go to this new place. And, you know, they might have some peace for a little while. Then fucking... um, What's his name? Gets killed. Um, yeah,
1: I wrote. Um, I wrote military compound again. Boring, typical. Mm-hmm. We've seen this. It's getting boring and old. Spoon in the eye. Hetero right. boy and injured <laughs> girlfriend in sewer. Where this episode belongs. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah, it was just. Yeah, it was just so familiar and and felt repetitious and formulaic. And it was hard to. Yep. Yeah. Hard hard to care about any of them. I mean, mm-hmm. and I read a thing online today where someone was saying, well, "Fear the Walking Dead sucks because you have no characters. No, nobody cares about the characters." And I think that's true. There's not really any. That almost every character that you might want to care about, they kill off.
0: Yeah. I mean, I um, don't
1: think Madison is that great of a character. I don't think Strand is that great of a character. Um. The the. the the s- I, Nick I don't is like me and
0: yeah you know I, I'm not a big fan of Nick I like Strand you know Madison's kind of okay but I liked Travis why the fuck did they kill Travis off in such a shitty way you know and then push him out the fucking helicopter
1: right yeah that was lame I. I yeah. I mean, at least they I guess they haven't done that yet. They they had not killed someone by throwing them off a helicopter yet. Okay. But um
0: that was on their that was I on mean, their bucket list of uh, ways of I killing guess. off uh, yeah. uh loved characters. Yeah.
1: Right. Uh, on on fear on the talking dead, the guy from the um the guy who's the producer of the show that was on—I don't remember his name—said yeah. something about he had seen a movie where that. Oh, I think uh, maybe it was Full Metal Jacket. Apocalypse where Now. Where a guy gets
0: apocalypse, apocalypse
1: now. now. Yeah. Yeah. Where a guy gets shot and then he opens up his flak jacket and you can see his guts are all coming out and uh, and that was the guy supposedly an homage. The way Travis died was supposedly an homage to that, but yeah, uh, you um, know, big. Whoop. I was just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Homage or two, ripoff. Helicopter. Yeah. I've got episode two, Helicopter. Travis, bye-bye.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you wrote? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's, it's like, yeah. wow. That was lame. Could, could I care less?
1: I guess I couldn't. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. I mean, the only the only thing... Uh, that was interesting was the the cute guy that played troy uh-huh. and i wrote uh uh why does every cute guy in the in the walking dead universe have to lose a fucking eye <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly <laughs> right it's like you know governor jr ridiculous right well mm.
1: no i was thinking about uh carl uh um, oh
0: well yeah
1: yeah Course. I didn't even think about the governor, but you're right. Yeah. yeah. Now
0: I it's don't like people. People lose eyes. Right now, now maybe Troy hasn't lost that eye because she used a spoon instead of a fork, but uh, who knows?
2: <laughs> <So>.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. 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 And then there's a bunch of stuff at the hotel with um, a, a strand, strand pretending yeah. he's a doctor and all that right. stuff, and, and I, then, I, you know,
0: I just I thought the hotel room scene where the uh, the mother of the bride who had been Locked in that room, I guess, for quite some time. And Strand goes in there and talks with her. And they have kind of a sweet moment together. (laughs) Of course, he unjams the uh, sliding glass door, and she does a gainer off the balcony. Right. I saw that
1: coming way before it happened, so.
0: Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, well. I mean, you knew that. Certainly, right when he opened it, I was like, oh, shit, she's... She's jumping. Oh yeah! The only yeah, reason yeah, she hadn't yeah, done least, that already guess, is because she couldn't get the door open herself.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and of course that character of the mother you don't care about. You know who cares? Um, true. Yeah.
0: Of course not. Uh, because she was the one who. St- I just. Don't, she was the one who stabbed Strand to begin with.
1: In the first place. Yeah. Yeah. I just and I don't. I just at this point I don't care about Strand. Um. He, you know. It's well, just like. Hmm. He uh, but I don't care about Madison or Nick or anybody.
0: Yeah, I think at some point in time uh, Strand and Madison are going to be the, you know, the power couple even though, you know, Strand is is gay, but I mean they're going to be, you know, they're the they're really the stars of the show, I guess at this point. Unless right, unless yeah. Nick is, I don't know. Um right, yeah. I mean they they kind of focus even. on him, but he's he's yeah, he's kind of a an unlikable I, character at this point. I,
1: I think where this show really dropped the ball, in my opinion, is it mm-hmm. was supposed to be a prequel to The Walking Dead. So it should have been we should only be at this point in this series three months. in, uh, I'm, And maybe that's all they're supposed to be. But it just feels like we're just basically now we're just basically where The Walking Dead is and we're just kind of doing yeah. the same thing. It would have been much more interesting of how how this developed, how life changed. First, there's a outbreak. Then there's a little bit of uh-huh. panic, and then different things. I just feel like they they jumped ahead too quickly, and now it's just basically the same show as as right. the other Walking Dead, yeah. uh, just with different characters that you care less about. Mm-hmm. Um, now we so, got this. I don't know.
0: Yeah, now I, we got this new compound of people led by you know this old man um, who was Brook
1: Jaw Ranch.
0: Broke Jaw Ranch, yes.
1: That's Who what said? it's called, yeah. Oh, okay. The old man calls it that, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Welcome okay. to Broke Jaw Ranch. That's funny. Whoa. I mean, that's all we need to talk about. I, I actually, in the middle of watching it last night, was uh, like, "Am I really gonna keep watching this show? Because I could stop watching it now, and I think I'd be okay. I, uh-huh. I will. You know, Troy's cute, so maybe I'll watch a little more. Okay. Yeah, and, I'm just uh, done with it. I could stop watching it and. <sighs> Yeah, I think I'd be okay. I'll, I'll keep watching it because Troy's cute, and that's the only thing it's got going okay. for it right now as far as I'm concerned.
0: Right. I I want to see what happens at Brookjaw Ranch. I'm afraid it may devolve into the typical storyline yeah. that happens with Madison. compounds and loose cannon sons and crazy old men doing who knows right. what. So. And that's
1: the other thing. Is like, why is the Troy, who's probably twenty-one or twenty-two, mm-hmm. so interested in Madison? Is he like milfs or what? The fuck is his deal, man? Uh,
0: maybe. Well, <laughs> you know, they are. They've already told us that he's he's a weirdo, um, right? Yeah, and that a they— da-
1: a kind of a dangerous weirdo. Yeah,
0: right. And they tolerate him because he happens to be the son of the guy who you know is running the place, so, right? But you, you know, it's yeah. not going to end well.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, and, you know, and now we're at a point where Madison is at the same point that uh, Rick is at or or that Rick was at about a season ago, which is we'll we'll go in there and we'll see how things go. And if things don't go the way we want them to, we'll just take over the place. Right. Uh, yep. That sounds familiar, too. Mm, so very. Um, and then uh, I watched The Talking Dead. Did you watch that?
0: Yes, I did.
1: There was it was, there wasn't anything particularly great about that episode other than uh, I was just like, yep, here's Chris. Hardwick hyping the fuck out of this show as if it was something great. <laughs> like that, I mean, he can hype anything, man. I, oh, yeah. I can hype
0: anything. He is the um, king of hype.
1: Yeah, he's really yeah. good at his job because he, he is. you know, he never, he never comes out and says, oh, "I didn't really like that part on anything." He's always <laughs> well hyping and positive. I right. mean, I know he, that's probably not, he can't do that.
0: He's contractually obligated to um, love every bit of it. <laughs> right. I'm yeah. Sure. So.
1: Yeah. He's he's just he's so good at what he does. And he then is. I was uh, I was like, oh yeah, the the guy uh, the guy who all of them have accents. You know, everyone on on the Walking Dead gets on the Talking Dead, and they're like, oh my god, they're they're not American. They have an right. accent of some kind, British or something else. Exactly. And um yeah, the Trav- the, the guy then, who
0: plays Travis and uh, the girl who was on the show as well. A, Uh, Uh, Plays
1: Alicia. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, and then they cut to a little interview with the guy who played Troy. Mm Mm-hmm who is so cute and i was like could <laughs> troy be any cuter the only way he could be cuter would be as if he had an amazing adorable foreign accent and he does
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes that's true it's true
1: so i i uh you know that that will keep me watching the show for a, for a little bit at least to see what happens mm-hmm. that character could be interesting we'll see what they do
0: with him Right. Hey, and maybe the, uh, remember the Chinese girl on the raft? Maybe she'll make a comeback.
2: Oh, yeah. Right. We'll see, maybe we'll see oh, her again about her. Or,
0: and add some yeah. interest and see how pissed off she is about the fact that they cut her loose uh, back when they were on the boat.
1: Right. Yeah, I so. think one thing they, they don't do in The Walking Dead universe that that uh, I, I wish they would do a K, once in a blue moon is mm-hmm. um, have a have a zombie show up that someone, you know, like have Chris show up as a zombie one day randomly somehow or something, oh, you know, yeah. where it's just like this where mm-hmm. um where something happens where, although Chris, I think they put a bullet in his head, but you know, some character like right. Travis fell from the helicopter. Uh You know, right. maybe he's a zombie who, who can crawl or something and he'll, and he shows up at the, <laughs> maybe. at the gate one day or, or something, you know,
0: that would be, interesting. I, and I think
1: of, <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like that scene in Night of the Living Dead where Barbara's brother shows up at the door as a zombie. You, oh, you, you kind of want that right. shocker at yeah. some point. So, mm-hmm. well, maybe one day they'll do that with some character or something.
0: Yeah, that would be cool. I mean, well, I guess they they kind of did that with uh um um uh, 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 uh Daryl's brother. Uh, what was his oh, name? Um Merle. Merle. Yeah. Kind yeah, of of. Yeah,
1: kind of. Kind of, sort
0: of, but, I, but, it, but it, wasn't, it would be something... Yeah, it would have to be well after the fact and not just right, yeah. in a in yeah. recent, recent time period. It has to be like, you know, months later or something. Right, yeah. Then it's, yeah, then it's shocking. And,
2: right.
1: right, and somewhat random, yeah. Mm-hmm. has to be somewhat random. So it yeah. wouldn't be like, oh, Nick goes back to the Mexican village that he was staying at, and there's someone we know from there as a zombie there. Right. It would be you know has to be someplace you wouldn't expect it somehow mm-hmm. Yeah. okay let's let's talk about fargo
0: yeah that sounds it's good it's
1: been so long since i watched it i need to to read my notes here real quick okay um but it was really a good episode i remember that yes i don't
0: know what the name of that episode was uh the um, law of inevitability Mm. okay that much i know um uh, And um, Uh, I and I think well we know that uh, um, Nikki Swango cut out there Nikki Swango gets arrested and what's cool about that scene is that it's a callback to the original Fargo movie where William H Macy is crawling out of a bathroom window of a motel trying to escape the police and gets caught. It was almost like where Nikki Swango gets caught by the police. It was almost exactly the same. Scene, so it's a little that's interesting. I didn't know that, yeah. A little Easter egg referencing the original movie, a little Uh, homage exactly.
1: And before they uh, came for her, Gloria and Winnie found uh Ray's body in his apartment, dead, right? Mm -hmm. And um was it ray or emmett it's ray they found dead
0: yeah ray's emmett, body. Mm-hmm.
1: emmett meets Cy and mrs goldfarb
0: right at the restaurant um, yeah they're having dinner at together. the restaurant
2: uh-huh.
1: and um um that was an interesting scene i like the mary, mary mcdonough uh is really interesting is that character
0: yes yeah, she um, is
1: but i don't know uh, exactly where that's all going
0: well you you kind of gather from that scene that you know that uh, Emmett doesn't seem that interested In selling to uh, Mrs. Goldfarb from that scene right, You know, right. he almost seems to be Trying yeah. to shit can the whole deal Because he's being drawn in By, you know, Vargas's Idea of, you know, becoming A billionaire He's really sucked into that idea And it's, it's not going to end well for him, I'm sure Right, um, yeah Of course, while they're having dinner With Mrs. Goldfarb, the police show up or uh, at least Winnie shows up to tell right. to tell Emmett and Cy that you know um, that Ray is dead, and of course they are as you know they may as well be writing on a giant poster. We're guilty. We're involved <laughs> because the <laughs> right. way they react, the way at least the way Emmett reacted to it, he was like creating, trying to create an alibi uh, on the fly and making himself look guilty as hell. Right. That was like you know they're they're so close to solving the case you know just based upon you know people acting guilty and all, all the other information that they've been slowly accruing.
1: I think then you know there's the whole thing with Gloria trying to talk to Nikki at the jail, right. but her and Gloria and Winnie trying to talk to the to the uh, Winnie's boss or chief Mm -hmm. about what's going on. And he's just as stupid and, and uncreative as uh, the new chief is. Um, Right. But I think one of the things that struck me about this uh, this series um, or this season is it's like there are cops that are stupid and then there are Mm -hmm. cops that are really smart and and amazingly adept and and thoughtful and and intuitive, you know, right, intuitive. Mm -hmm. And there are criminals that are stupid and there are criminals, you know, like the 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 guy who who killed the wrong uh, who killed Ennis, you know, completely stupid guy. And then and and then there are are criminals like Varga who are really brilliant, you know, geniuses at what they do. Diabolically. And I think that's really interesting. Yeah. Diabolically yes, a genius,
0: yeah. yes. Oof. Yeah, Man.
1: and I think that was that's really interesting that, you know, in this show it isn't like, oh, cops are dumb and criminals are smart, or mm-hmm. vice versa. It's, you know, some people are smart, some people are dumb, some people are good at their jobs, some people, you know, and Agreed. this new chief, you just want to slap him in the fucking face. Oh. He's such a dumbass dick. And right. And uh, and 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 just the kind of guy that gets the job as the boss when there's someone else who's way better at their job mm-hmm. who doesn't get that that position. Right. You know, it's just yeah. like, oh, this is like real fucking life, man. <laughs>
0: yeah, and, and and treats these lady cops as if they're just stupid women that don't know what they're doing, and he's coming right. to uh, save the day, and he's the exact opposite of that, you know, completely pig-headed it, is inept, probably the inept, best. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. wouldn't Wouldn't yeah, know a, wouldn't know a clue if it smacked him in the middle of the forehead.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And and uh, that just strikes me about this series is that um, the complexity of and then the non complexity of some of the characters is is right. you know it's it's it shows you that there are brilliant criminals and there are brilliant police officers. Right. Um, I thought it was funny that Finish the. Yeah. the um uh eden valley police office was in the same uh building as the library
0: oh right right <laughs> and you've got the um the police officer in there and of course the russian dude shows up or happens to be in there as he's closing up and and pretty much does a uh, a jedi mind trick on this police officer Or tries
1: to yeah right? yeah well um he gets him to leave <laughs> Well, that's true, but I think just because the cop is super scared but, uh, or, or, right. or, or super stupid doesn't realize that something's going yeah. on. But who knows? We don't know if that cop gets in his car and calls someone or not. But Well, um, that's, that's true. Presumably he doesn't, yeah.
0: There's a lot of gaslighting going on in this uh, season, you know what I mean? Where people say and do things to make you think that you're going crazy. Varga, that's one of the tactics Varga uses on a lot of people. Says a lot of non-sequitur things to mess with people's heads to, you know, to just make them feel crazy or go crazy. And and it's the same thing with the Russian dude. He he does such bizarre things and says such bizarre things that you you don't know how to react to him. It's almost like a tactic of confusing and disarming. yeah. So what about Nikki Swango while she's in the cell? And guess who shows up? And I assume he's a an emissary of Vargas. Uh, it's DJ Qualls.
1: DJ Qualls. Yep. <laughs> cool. I thought it was so awesome. I um when I did my website, I did a review of uh, the movie Road Trip, which was really the first movie that you saw him in. Yeah. And um there's a scene where he he has sex with this black girl and then he's laying around in his his tidy whities with mm-hmm, her mm-hmm. and uh and so i you know i was talking in my review about uh, his package anyway um <laughs> and and he like uh, he like sent me an email at one point and was really sweet and was oh he's in the new guy with which john was a uh, oh, yeah as an extra he and was. um mm-hmm. DJ sent me a uh email was like oh your review is really funny you should s- swing by the set sometime and say hi which i thought was really nice of him Aww. which of course i never did Aww. but um but i've always f- followed you know i've always been interested in stuff that he's done I, he's in a couple shows that i'd really like to see. he's in the man in the high castle and i really want to see that show oh, really? uh, it's on amazon prime i just Hmm. amazon prime i've just got to see it but yeah it yeah. was so great to see him such an unexpected surprise i I was like <laughs> exactly. oh my god it's dj qualls <laughs> yeah. so yeah playing a, a um
0: a very rude character
1: Yeah, very evil. Um, Wow. A a guy with some evil intent. Yeah, he was going to inject
0: uh, Nikki. Was he attempting to kill her or who knows?
1: Yeah, we presume. Yeah. But then the thing that was kind of funky about that is then Gloria comes in Mm -hmm. and pulls a gun on him and he— he, I think he kicks it out of her hand and runs off or something. Yeah. And I'm like, how the fuck did Gloria get in there? She was trying to get all the paperwork done to get in there. And now all of a sudden, she just shows up there? Yeah. It just seemed kind of weird. It,
0: it was a little random. It's like, yeah, how did she, unless she was watching the monitors and then just blew past the guy who was kind of sitting by the door i don't know
1: or i mean we don't there's no real way that we know although he's wearing a uniform how dj qualls's character got in there either so maybe she followed him in or something you're just not really sure but it was it was like how you know the last time we saw her she was trying to get in
0: right maybe dj qualls uh tased the guy who was guarding the door, and that's how Gloria was able to get past ultimately.
1: Nah, that's a that makes sense. Okay. Cause, cause remember I remember, like DJ theory. Qualls had
0: that you know that taser gun with him uh, when he came in. Oh, there. he did. Yeah, and he told Nikki, oh. "Hey, come here to the bars," and he was going to put handcuffs on her, but she wasn't moving, so he said, "Or I'll tase you." Hmm. I didn't remember that. That's what I, think I was just
1: so mm-hmm. surprised to see him that I well, <laughs> I missed that part or
0: something. Yeah, that's true.
1: Then of course it, there, there's the scene before the final before it finally ends. There's a scene with a sigh crying to his wife, which right? It's just kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And um, Nikki, uh, and then of course,
0: yeah, Nikki gets put on the bus to take her yeah. to uh, what the state jail or county jail or Pro- whatever.
1: Yeah, something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And apparently, the guy who's sitting next to her on the bus, the big guy, has been in every season of Fargo, playing different characters.
0: Oh, um, okay.
1: I re- I read that online, but I you know I don't remember exactly who he played in the other seasons. Mm-hmm. But um, he's sitting there, and you think you're supposed to know who he is, but I guess that's the main thing is that he's he's yeah. been on the show before, and other as other characters. Right. And um, I was
0: kind of wondering uh, why they were kind of showing him so much blink- on camera during that particular scene but okay that that makes sense now right yeah lingering
1: yeah you you presumed you presumed he was with the you know he's one of the russian guys or something Mm -hmm. uh or he's in cahoots with them and is going to help them in some way but he doesn't really and he doesn't need to because they pretty much take the bus down pretty easily
0: yeah i mean it was just the what the russian guy walks out into the road the bus driver swerves and Boy, yeah, the bus is yeah. on its side, and Nikki's unconscious, and the Russian dude is uh, taking a grinder to the uh, the fenced in portion of the bus right. to get into her. So
1: to where she is, yeah, yeah.
0: So what what are they up to? Is it, yeah,
1: yeah. What's the next thing that's going to happen?
0: Yeah, I can't imagine it's just to kill her. You know, break into the break into the bus and then shoot her. It seems a little. Seem to be a little lame because pretty much sure that Nikki's character is going to survive to the end of the show, but you know, that's just a guess on my part.
1: Seems she seems like a survivor, so yeah, that makes sense. I can see where that
0: would be where they would want to go with it. Um, I mean, otherwise, they would have. They would have killed her off when she got her beating at the uh, parking lot. Yeah,
1: but she survived that.
0: I think she's going to survive everything.
1: Right? Yeah. It would be interesting. I mean, maybe Varga would try and recruit her or something.
0: Maybe. Or maybe somehow,
1: maybe maybe somehow she'll turn good and help Gloria or something. I mean, she already. Her and Gloria already. uh, She Gloria owes her a pie, so.
0: That's right. <laughs> good point.
1: <laughs> so I, so we'll have to see.
0: Yeah, we'll have to wait to the next episode to see what Vargas' Vargas's plans are for Nikki. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: We'll do an oblique strategy and a grotesque tables too and get out of here.
0: Sounds good. So what do you think Vargas' plans are for uh, Nikki Swango? Kill, Nikki Swango. Kill or recruit? <laughs> kill Mary. What's the other one? Kill Mary. Oh. Fuck.
1: Fuck I guess that's what it is,
0: yeah. Okay.
1: Okay. What does uh what does um, um Oblique Strategy say? What's Varga gonna do with Nikki Swango?
0: Right. And Okay, I'm sorry, ob- man. Oblique strategy says when is it for? That's a weird mm. that's a weird question. When is it for?
2: When
1: Before. is it for? Yeah, like if the answer isn't Christmas, then what difference does it fucking make?
2: Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Um, ooh, Grotesque Tables 2 says, be
0: frictionless, latecomer. Ooh, (laughs) be (laughs) frictionless, latecomer. I like that one. Be frictionless. I like just be frictionless.
1: That's great, too. But be frictionless, latecomer. You know, Grotesque Tables 2, I I don't know if we've talked about it for a couple episodes, is they Mm. take oblique strategies and anagram them. Oh yes, which Grotesque tables two is a uh, anagram of oblique strategies, I believe. So yes, it is. Fun little card
0: set. All mm. right, man. All right. Good episode. Good episode. Yeah, I, we will. We will talk again soon. I think
1: uh, we're going to have to set aside an hour for um, uh, Twin Peak. Every Twin Peaks episode, obviously. Yeah, a lot of shit happens in every episode.
0: Right. We're and we are going to pick. Through them with with, with delicate instruments. <laughs>
1: yep, yeah, with a fine t- well or, or a fine-tuned comb, whichever, whichever I have handy.
0: <laughs> exactly. All right. <laughs> so um, we'll go ahead and uh, close this episode out by imploring our listeners to slide in next week for another fabulous episode of a Slippery Slope. Ah,
1: uh, Pier Ballo Pasolini. <laughs> Pasolini. Pasolini, Pasolini. <laughs>